0: It's called Two Mary, Two Tyler, Two More. Oh my! Okay, wait, okay, wait. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna welcome us in, okay. and then you have to talk about that. I'm I so excited. Okay. okay,
1: okay. Are you comfortable? You have everything you need. I'm good. Bathroom breaks, you're all good. I'm good. Okay. All right. Hey. Oh wait. Here. I guess I should do one of these. One of the. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Professional. Yes. Welcome to Twelve Questions.
0: Say hi.
1: This is Anna Valenzuela. Uh, no, no, Alex this week because I kind of flew by the seat of my pants. I was like, <laughs> I got a sweet message and I was like, we're just bringing you on and we'll figure out the scheduling later. Um, so, no, Alex this week. Sometimes we have another co host. Oh. Um, my, my name is Anna Valenzuela and I always have people introduce themselves because sometimes people get like real intimate on this podcast oh. and like want to keep their anonymities and oh, stuff. I'm so, I'm taking my shirt off. Okay, I mean, Maybe all right listen this is very i mean in the hashtag me era this is <laughs> <laughs> it would have to be a consensual taking your shirt off
0: that's what i'm saying
1: <laughs> that's <my money> later. <laughs> <laughs> just be in a hallway <laughs> just like uh, yeah, I'll, i gave her the opportunity to say no um, <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh so how would you like to introduce yourself um my name is Nicole Yates Yay! And you are fabulous. Oh, cool. We have been on some shows together. I've been yeah. on your family show at the Ruby, yep. which is this. Well, it'll, it'll come out next week. Don't worry. But well,
0: it's a monthly show. It's a
1: monthly show, third Friday of every month. Yeah,
0: something like that. Yeah. yeah third, third Friday?
1: Yeah, that sounds right.
0: Yes. Yeah. yeah. It, and you have two other beautiful podcasts you were just telling me about. And well, I was like, oh. Well I, have, well, I have a podcast that I do myself when I feel like it. Oh, um, I love that. No particular schedule that I just continue to pay for. <laughs> um, for my, for my food blog, it's called
2: Digi-Eat.
0: <gasps> and uh, I used to just, I used to only interview like food people for it, but then now I just interview anybody I feel like that I feel is interesting. Yeah. So I just have all kinds of goofballs on there. Um, and then I have two that I do with my friend Kevin Ott. Um, one is called To Mary, To Tyler, two More. Um, Amazing. Yeah, uh, where we watch each episode of the Mary Tyler Moore Show and then talk about it. So we're like halfway through the first season. We took a little break, but we're gonna pick it up. Oh, yeah, you just got another subscriber. I'm so <laughs>
1: because here's what I took a um. In a lot of comedians would make fun of this, but I took and I'm gonna stress how inexpensive this comedy writing class was. I took it at like the Santa Monica City College Adult School. Oh, so it was like 50 bucks. It was so cheap <laughs> and it was so worthy because it was taught by a writer. And honestly, if you're in the LA area and you're looking for a class. Anybody who ta- who um, teaches a class, if they don't tell you you have to go to open mics and you have to watch a lot of com- comedy and you have to write and, and you have to try, you have to practice stand up. Yeah. You're not getting your money's worth. Sure. This person said that in the first five minutes. His name's Jonathan Solomon and he oh. used to write for it mad about you but he had us Oh
0: love mad about you. This is what I'm saying. <laughs> this is what I'm saying. Like
1: so great. And so like I grew up on like that that's like our real house of television and he had us watch the Chuckles the Clown episode. Chuckles Wakes the Dust. Ah oh, such a good episode of any television show ever mm-hmm. because the gag is the church laugh. You can't she's she's telling everybody how to oh it's so if you haven't watched it's it. It's so good.
0: Hop on that Hulu. He'll them and peel them like a peanut like a peanut like yes. it's just it's so it's so funny and everybody gets their laughs out and then she oh. can't and it's that easily always voted one of the top 10 yeah so it's a comedy if not the top five yeah of all time it's so incredible good. so good. and there's 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 a lot of really like the writing the writing on the mary teller show or actually it's mary Tyler Moore. Uh, which I always forget that oh, that's yeah. just the name of the show, just not, not the Mary we Tyler Moore show. We called it the Mary Tyler Moore
1: show. That's like one of those, uh, what do they call those, those Mandela effect things <laughs> yeah. on the internet where it's just like, well, we never said it was this, and then it's the government playing with your brain. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we called it the Mary Tyler Moore yeah, show. But it was just
0: Grant Taker, and he's like, you know what, babe, you're my wife, and you're really funny, and um, we're just going to call it your name. Mayor Tyler Moore. She was like, whatever, dude, I need to get on TV. Do you guys talk about uh, how she wore pants?
1: Yes. Uh, Her wearing pants on TV was such a fucking groundbreaking thing. Her wearing
0: pants, them sort of um, implying that she had gentlemen stay over, but they never actually talk about it. Like, like he, my grandma when she had, like, five boyfriends. Yeah, nobody really <laughs> talked about it. And, uh, you know, and so, yeah, we talk about that. We talk about, like, in, in each episode, there's, like, always a little bit of something. And, uh, and, and how awesome Valerie Harper is as Rhoda. Yeah. Like, she's just so good. When you guys are done with all the episodes, are you going to do Rhoda? Are you going to roll
1: over into Rhoda?
0: I, I would like to. That's such a shame what a train wreck that show became because Joe Joe Gro didn't want to be on the show anymore. Right. And so, like, the whole point of the show was that she stayed in New York for her sister, right. And th- but also because she met this guy, the guy yeah. that she threw the entire run that she was on Maritime War. Well, I mean, she left so yeah. many seasons in, but the whole time her character was looking for a husband. That was like her white whale. And then she finds the husband on Rhoda, and then the next season, he's gone. Right. And I'm like, <laughs> they should have what they should have did was they probably should have just put her moved her back to minnesota but i guess they were just like well we're fucked now let's see see where this train goes let's see, let's see what we're doing here yeah I, but i remember watching that on nick at night
1: sure it was great i carlton your doorman the voice of garfield <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah.
1: Oh, i love that you have a you have a new subscriber oh like, awesome yeah
0: check it out and, and what happens is, is that we, we we break it down by scene And then, you know, oh yeah, I I take like extensive notes and then break it down by scene and go through the whole thing. But we also sort of talk about um, a little bit more about uh, what's happening on TV, what we've watched and stuff like that. And then there's another one that we do called finale watching where we watch TV show finales. Oh no.
1: Yeah. No, that one's like my, okay, so that for me, I have a real, okay, so how my abandonment issues run so deep uh-huh. is I went through a weird phase where I couldn't watch like the finale of shows. Oh. Like I, I don't, I don't know if I've ever watched the end of Thirty Rock. I think I might have seen. Yeah, I did see the last episode? It, it, it's good. It, it took me six months. My one of my favorite television shows of all time, Battlestar Galactica.
0: Huge nerd. The, that last episode is fucking terrible, and I just pretend it doesn't exist. <laughs> the way they wrap that show up is a crime.
2: I
1: it took me like six months to watch it and when I did watch it I was just like oh
2: God.
0: Aw, awful. awful. It was like really? it was like, yeah, this show oh, That's a controversial topic. No it not nobody <laughs> nobody likes that. Nobody likes any <laughs> of that show. I love that show. I and I I watched it on Netflix. I didn't even watch your first run, so I like watched all of it. Uh, see, I watched the first and, run. Oh, did you really? Yeah. Watch the all? And the
1: writer strike and the well, oh. we used to
0: torrent it
1: because we this is like I'm really dating myself. We used to torrent it because we didn't have cable sure. and there was no like streaming services that right. made any sense. So right. everybody was just pirating everything. Right. It was beautiful. Napster was still a thing. Oh, we were having a sure. time. We were having a mm-hmm. time. But I remember, um, that's so funny, do you think it's better than the Game of Thrones finale? I would argue it's better than Game of Thrones finale. Game of Thrones finale was, uh, I was agitated it,
0: by that show. Yeah,
1: the Game
0: of Thrones, they, okay, well, let me just say I would have to watch the, the, the finale of, oh, i again, just to sort of like refresh myself of like exactly how bad it was. I <laughs> um,
1: uh, See, I like but, that, but I, I, I see where it comes from, because sci-fi never knows how to end. Like, as a sci-fi reader, there's
0: never been a last book in a series that's like that. Yeah. Well, let me say, though, that Game of Thrones, the last couple episodes, it was like they didn't know what the fuck they were doing that whole last season. I don't know what happened there. I I don't know what happened. Like, I just don't know what happened. (laughs) I don't know either. I mean I watched it and I'm like what are you doing? You only have 6 episodes. Like what What's, what is happening? Yet? Why is there so many why are the first 2 episodes just a
1: bunch of people staring angrily at each other? Like if, what is this? Well,
0: it would have been fine if they had 12 episodes because that's the way their episodes always were. Very yes. slow. But then when you but, but just being slow isn't an excuse for for being stupid. Um, <laughs> because if you watch a show like Breaking Bad that was a very slow show, okay. But it was still Spellbound. Spellbinding? Is that Spellbinding? What Spellbinding,
1: yeah. Spellbinding. Yeah. I, I had a moment, okay, right before the finale of Breaking Bad, I, which, by the way, I've never seen because I used to work in drug and alcohol treatment, and Uh-oh. I was just like... I can't bring work home with me, which oh, sure? basically like I just I didn't watch like sure. any of those. That's why uh, I don't watch shows
0: about uh, comedy. <laughs>
1: <we're> just, like, <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: know. Every if you're
1: listening to this, and you're not a comedian. Every comedy writer, every comedian, all we watch is like murder documentaries. Mm. Um, did you just watch Versace? If you watched Versace, I, just I did, watched but it. I heard it was really good. It's really good. Okay. It's so good. But, so,
0: so Breaking Bad, I haven't, that's on my list, I'm probably gonna watch it this um, year. It's really good. It's really, yeah. like, the, like the character, like everything's good about it. Like the writing is great, the acting is great, Albuquerque looks amazing, like. And <laughs> you make Albuquerque look good? Yeah, which is, you know, I mean. That's, a, that's something, that's, that's something. something. <laughs> um, I'm trying to make Jersey look good, like good luck. Um, but uh, it's it just, and everything about it is great. And I watched it first run, and What was funny was in the first season nobody really watched it and when I saw the commercials for it I was looking up Brian Cranston and I and all I remembered him from was Seinfeld but also um being the dad on Malcolm in the Middle yeah where he gave quite possibly what I think is like the most selfless brave performance of all time when he does when he does the roller disco yes like what like what a performer that guy is so I was just like Holy crap! I have to watch this. Right, and, right, right. And then like I got sucked in, and I was watching the first one. and I kept telling people we got to watch the show. It's about this, you know, old science teacher who like makes math try to pay his medical bills, and they're just like, I don't want to watch that. And I'm like,
1: but you will. <laughs> See, all of my friends in the program were like on board, 100 oh, oh, yeah, percent that, yeah. and like they also really love uh, *Since the Anarchy*. Those are like two shows that they live for. The
0: *Anarchy*, I watched. I, I watched it on Netflix, and like they had me until they went to Ireland, and then I fast forwarded. Through those episodes because they were stupid. Yeah, what are they on a moped? What are you doing? <laughs> it was just it was so ridiculous. You know, they like they kidnapped his baby and <sighs> then they're in Ireland, and I'm just like, this is what are you doing? And then, <laughs> and then they came back and then I was like, fine, just kill each other. That's what I felt about Dexter. I was like, come on! after certain Oh,
1: point. yeah but like, like come on dad how dumb are you what are you doing <laughs> but my, my so I'm on the I'm on the treadmill at the at the gym with my um my it was my sponsors or my sponsee sister so the way like 12 star programs work she have like a sponsor yeah. and then you'll have like multiple so like it's like my sponsor and another woman that she sponsors we're all on our little treadmills uh-huh. and we're just like walking along and they're talking about breaking bad it's the week before the last episode uh-huh. and i'm like oh i've actually never seen it and they both turn and my friend caitlin looks me dead in the eye and she says listen to me i will let you know if it's worth watching because i'm gonna tell you i don't care everybody dies, and I mean
2: everybody,
1: the dog, the mom, the baby, I don't give a <laughs> shit, if everybody dies, but if they kill Jesse, this show is a piece of shit and you should not watch it. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> I thought you were going to go
0: on a total opposite direction and like, I'll let you know if it's a
1: trigger, like, no. oh, like <laughs> She was
0: like, she was
1: like, I will let you know if it's worth watching And I was like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> that was... It was just uh, another fun, wow. just another fun moment. But they were all down for it. Wow, All okay. down for it. So I, I, I love this uh, this idea. I'm wondering if I should listen to this pod as well in order to get over my weird end of things <laughs> <So big.
2: laughs>
1: where I like leave the last chapter of a book. Yeah. I, I, it was bad for a while.
0: Um, I, I, it's funny. Growing up, I always loved finales of television shows. Oh. I just always loved to see how they wrapped it up. Um, I remember getting really excited when I was a kid. Uh, I'm dating myself now um, to watch the last episode of Family Ties. I was really excited about that. Oh my god! And, and I remember watching the, the finale of St. Elsewhere, which okay. was which was an excellent Great finale. Show. You know, set the tone for like what you can do with it with a with the ending of a show, and of course like the, the two-hour mash finale. Yes. And everybody and their grandma watched it. I think they had like sixty-five percent of the country watch that at like real time. That was, you know, that's all there was. The best show on television yeah. for many years, yeah. and there's a reason why it's still in syndication now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. You crazy. can watch it on like I think like was it MeTV, and um, and they don't cut it because like it's in syndication like. You know they want to try to get as many commercials in as possible so they like trim the end scenes you know they okay. cut out jokes and stuff and you're watching and it's kind of like it seems something seems missing yeah, it's because they're like trimming it but I think if you watch it on me TV you get the whole, oh. the whole 25 minutes or 24 minutes or whatever the running time was. there is a YouTube channel where they take out the laugh track
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's the video visual equivalent or like the the, the uh, cinematic equivalent of um, uh Garfield minus Garfield where yeah. it's just John.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's <laughs> one like, of my favorite things in the whole world. <laughs> <I know. laughs> He's just a sad guy talking to himself. <laughs> so insane. I love it. Oh man. So, uh, very excited to have you here.
0: Well, thanks for having me. We're doing it. Yeah, yeah, we I are. love, I love that you hit me up to do the pod. Well, you know, uh, Jimmy Calloway said he had a good time. and yes. And then I saw uh, my friend Dave Gates, who yes. we're not related. We just had the same last name.
1: Yeah. I was, uh, I, I, there's a part of me, I was thinking today, I was like, I hope they are related in some way. But like, comedy makes us all related. We're one big, gross, smelly
0: family. Well, how we met was, you know, Dave's like in recovery, you know? And, yeah. Um, he, when he wasn't in recovery, he was home one time after a show and he was just like, as you do sometimes, you like maybe like Google or Facebook, like search people who have your last name or whatever, so he kind of stumbled upon me and he sent me a message and I was like, maybe a friend request or something, and I, I, I always find that amusing, you know, so I'm just like, sure, yeah, whatever, and then he bought a car, like he'd pop up on my feed and he bought a car that, like, it was a 97 Civic Hatchback. What? yes a 97 civic hatchback cx which is the same exact car that was my first car so i saw he bought that car and i sent him a message and i'm like hey make sure you put some money aside because with the mileage that you have the uh timing belt you're right. gonna to have to replace that along with the, with the head gasket it's like a whole yeah that's like the
1: timing belt head gasket for like an old honda or old toyota is like you just you got to know. Yeah.
0: That's just part of it. And it's going to be like two grand, you know? So yeah. just put the money aside. And he's like, oh, thanks. You know what I'm like? And keep a case of oil in your garage because it's going to start burning oil too because that's to me. And he was just like, you were so right. He invited me back like six months later. You were so right about that. That's so, so funny. So right. I'm like, it's like such a great car, but like, you just have to put the money into it and yeah. if you don't want to then you're kind of fucked. That's so, funny. Yeah. And fully dadded him. Yeah. <laughs> and then he moved down here and then a year later I moved out here and, and now we're like friends and stuff. So that's kind of funny.
2: Yay! Yeah. He's the best. Yeah, was,
0: he's going through a tough time right now. Okay? Yeah, he's going through a time. Yeah. He really is. You know, He's such a sweet guy. I feel bad for him. It happens. It yeah. happens.
2: We love you Dave. We feel the Dave, You're the best.
0: Yeah. His um, backyard show he does is so much fun. Yeah.
1: That's awesome. Yeah. So, how do you? You've been out of here for like five years. No, I've been well, out here for a year and a half. Year and a half. You yeah. just told me. You just said that. My brain is garbage. No, it's okay. Trust me, man. The, with me, the drugs. Forget is it. Right. <laughs> so, like, are are you? Have, we never talked about this. Are you like a recovery person? Are you a
0: recovery Jason person? You just like? Am I am I in recovery? Is that? Um, I have not done any drugs in. T- Twelve years. Get it. Okay. Twelve years. Yeah. All right. Have fun. Ninety-seven. Yeah. 07. Nine. Oh seven. Okay. So, oh oh seven. Okay. That's. How many right. years is That's is that twelve years. That's now? like twelve years. Yeah, twelve years. Whoa. Mhm.
2: Mhm. Mm-hmm. That's insane.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um. It is because I didn't think that that was something I could actually do, and then I did it, and. Um, what brought that? What brought that on? Um, I I I used to smoke a lot of weed. A lot of a lot of weed.
1: All weed. I would joke where I go. I smoked all the weed in two thousand one. I'm the reason you couldn't get a bag.
0: Like I, I had it all. I smoked all the weed like from like ninety five to 95 to like two
2: thousand
0: six. <laughs> like, okay. I just you know I mean all like it it just got progressively worse and worse and then um, and then uh, there were some other substances. Getting in the mix, having a time. Yeah some, yeah, some delicious white powdery substances. Ooh, you know? What do you mean a com- a, com- a comedian with that
2: kind of background? I don't no. you believe it. it? Can I you can believe it. it? <laughs>
0: um, and uh, you know, this is a great story. So okay. you know, you know, you've hit rock bottom with the powdery substances. I, I had a job where I was the IRS does this uh, seasonal employment stuff during okay. tax season where you can come and work for them. Yeah. So I was doing bumps in the bathroom all during the course of the day. That's a federal building, which makes that a federal crime. <laughs> so if you think you were the only person there. i like, doing that. Oh, I know, I know. I know. And then you know you're fist fighting, your roommates, they see you get to lick the bag and like yeah. you know, like it just I was just like, wait this is, there's something not right here. So so I cut that out and then I just kind of like, just kept smoking weed and then it got to the point where like it wasn't making me happy anymore. Like I used to like smoke weed, think of things to write about, write a bunch of stuff down, watch TV, laugh, hang out with the cat, whatever, and feel good. And it was then, it's, I don't know, I turned, I must have burned all of those layers away in my brain and got to the layer it doesn't work like this obviously with my head that seems like the way I got to the sad and paranoid and depressed layer yeah and that's how it was making me feel and I remember because I was at my friend I was at my friend Pat's buddy's Tico's house Pat had to go and do something with his car and I was at Tico's and I went to smoke and it just made me sad and I looked at the dog and I was like I can't do like what am I like this isn't Like that one Don't Smoke Weed commercial where the kid and the dog are talking? No, no. Yeah, I do. uh, No, I was just kind of like, you know, I was just kind of like, you know, because I was, I I just, I couldn't do it anymore, you know? And it was just kind of a crutch. Like people, people are like that with drinking. Yeah. you know I had a bad day. I got to have like nine drinks. And like, I was just like, you know, oh God, life, where's the bomb? Right. And um, I just had to like, stop doing that. And I, and I did. And it, you know, so that was your experience of surrender. You were like, eh. it was my experience of what surrender?" You were just, "Oh, like, you're gonna like, throw those
1: AA terms oh, at me? Yeah, oh, baby. It. That's how we do it. All right." <laughs> um,
0: that's the first question. Have you experienced surrender? So that's the one, or I guess that was my that was my rock bottom. I Ooh. guess maybe. Um, and then I just I don't know. I just didn't. I just didn't want to smoke anymore. I just didn't want to. didn't want to do that anymore. And drinking has never. It's spikes my dad's. My dad's an alcoholic. Yeah. And um, I never had a problem with alcohol. Right. Like, I, 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 you know, I mean, you know, I drank a lot, like, in, like, like between, like, seventh grade and, like, ninth grade, because that's what you do in my neighborhood. Yeah. But, like, it, I never want, I never needed it. Yeah. I was never, like, I had a bad day in math class. I'm going to get a big bottle of fucking red med dog and like sit in the playground and get fucked up. That was me. That was my teenage years. Well, that was, that's what you did in the yeah. neighborhood that I came yeah. from, like, you know, on the weekends, like people, you know, you pay people to go get beer for you. Yes. And there's a playground in the neighborhood I grew up with, and this is a fun fact. It is the only playground in the in the world that has a highway running through the middle of it. What? Because what happened <laughs> was, yeah, this is a true story, <laughs> a true story, my cabbage playground, um, what happened was when they were the, the playground was there forever. Yeah. And then when they built I-95 in the uh, 60s, 50s 60s, okay. you know, they finally got, you know, they started up north and then when they finally got down to Philadelphia, they they had a plan of where this highway was going to go, okay? And they just eminent domain wherever they needed to go. You know, there were yeah. houses and like neighborhoods that so they just built the shit right through. Wow. So when they got to the playground, the whole neighborhood was like, what the fuck? You can't build a highway through a playground. And my uncle, who my, my grandparents lived a couple blocks over and they, everybody was protesting and there were signs and shit. And they were just like, yeah, we're still going to build a highway. So they did. So on one side, it's like um, softball fields and the actual playground. There's a pool that I think they're getting rid of. Um, and then you know the rest of the playground. On the other side of the highway is like um, fields. Okay. So they call it the backfields, so you go drinking at the backfields or yeah. you know Philly has a lot of playgrounds with a lot of fields so like you know or cemeteries or somebody's house. You yeah know, and but mostly outside. Outside know. children drinking. That yeah. was that was basically the 80s and 90s. So
1: you're, you right. would just you would just wander out into the wilderness. Yeah. With a bottle of something, start a bonfire perhaps, and uh, we couldn't really do the fires. That that was kind of a tip off to the neighbors that <laughs> something was happening. So, you <laughs> so know. you would you would bundle up in that case. Yeah. And then, yeah, and then you would drink and smoke cigarettes
0: and yeah. like, kiss people. Who's That's, got the yeah? Who's got the Newport? Someone's getting fingered behind a yeah. behind a ditch over there, <laughs> and uh, you know. Where's the beer? Not me. I mean, I was never getting figured behind like a fucking tombstone because I was always just like the fat funny kid that was just spoken spoken more about reds, you know, just like, you know, so, um,
1: that's why I can't watch that show Euphoria somebody was like ooh are you into that show and I was like no that's my childhood I'm good. <laughs> oh, good and I'm like I don't need no and I think
0: we're right around the same age so like basically our parents didn't care where we were yeah. as long as you were home by the time that you had to be home
1: as long as you were home by the time that commercial came on that was like it's 10 o'clock where are your children <laughs> they had to have a commercial because, they, because they, people would just forget where their kids were because they were just like super self-centered like yeah. just watching whatever they wanted the 80s baby. It's
0: the 80s. It's free range kids man I love that term and that's uh-huh. what we were like I was a latchkey kid and yeah. um you know you could just disappear as long as you were as long as you took the chicken out before she came home and like make sure that like you were there when she came home yeah like, exactly you know it didn't really matter. I mean not that that was much of an issue for me growing up because I was an indoor kid yeah
2: so. okay well that's good being
0: it, indoors is good I was just watching TV all the time and Well, and we've established TV's pretty great. I love TV, man. I had a whole lineup. I would get excited when the when the syndication shows would change for the seasons. <laughs> <laughs> when we go from like Golden Girls to like whichever well, Three's they, Company, usually is. Yeah, the syndication shows were like they would start in the early afternoon with, like 3's company and stuff and yeah. then they would go to like they'd show like reruns of like Night Court and Cheers oh, and stuff. Oh shit, Night Court. uh uh-huh that was so good Court was the best show like so good I can't believe it's not streaming anywhere it's a sin That it's, it's not streaming anywhere? No, nowhere and I don't understand because it is hilarious
1: it's a great show I remember it so it was it's such a every character it was like a, an entire cast of character actors just yeah. doing their best uh-huh. having a great time yeah do you remember the John show? Yeah. Like, yeah. I was super into that one. Yeah, speaking of recovery. And yeah. Cheers. My parents were like big watchers of Cheers. Uh-huh. And now I'm like, that's kind of on my list of like rewatches for like pilot writing and stuff. Because uh-huh. I hear that Cheers has the best pilot in yes. the history of.
0: Amazing, pilots. amazing pilot. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, here's a question for you. For sure, you, for sure, you. sure. Sure. for uh, or, or are you asking me questions? I usually
1: ask other people questions, but I'm open to a
0: question. So you're so you're a recovery person. So recovery what, person. I was told by this cunt that lives um, outside <sighs> Philly that um, I am um, am not in recovery because I don't I don't do the AA thing, and he, she's like, well then you're not you're not.
1: Well, I and I mean, was
0: like, I haven't done any, 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 anything that I'm not supposed to do in 12 years. So what is that? Uh, well, I think it's it. It
1: is a. I think it was. It's it's sh- it's sort of like a shade of recovery. I think what most people when they say when they're in recovery, they're what they're saying is that they're in a 12-step program uh-huh. or that they are completely abstinent from uh-huh. all drugs and alcohol. Uh-huh. And so, um, so typically that's how that term is used. Uh-huh. But I think, and uh, the reason why I, I love doing this podcast, uh-huh. it was actually same person who was like, don't watch the finale. Of that or don't watch that show. If they kill Jesse, uh-huh. she, she pointed out to me, she was actually, there's a test episode with her and, um, she pointed out to me that I should interview anybody anybody's experience is valid sure. and uh, Because it's just interesting questions to ask any human being we all experience surrender We all experience moments of insanity We all experience We all have to think about like what our levels of honesty are in fact I was I was watching I've never watched a good place. So it's like on while I'm working oh, right now, right? I'm just good. catching up on a lot of TV working from home because it's just like I put the iPad next to my little computer and then I'm like doing my work and they had a whole episode on honesty and it's like Everybody has these experiences, and it's sort of like I, I. think it's totally valid to say that like you have some degree of recovery because you've been abstinent from certain drugs. All drugs. I mean. I
0: mean. I guess from all drugs. I guess alcohol is a drug, but like I don't really like. I. I, I don't. I had. I had a vodka soda like three weeks ago. No, yeah. Oh that's not true. I had a soda on Sunday.
1: <laughs> but but it was a it was a drink ticket. <laughs> yeah, and you're not you don't strike me as like an alcoholic type person. No. But I would say like to folks in recovery that lingo it's just like yeah. a it's just like lingo. And I yeah. you know how you hear like in I don't want to use uh, a cult as an example, but you know how you use, or even like in comedy, we have like terms for things, sure. you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's just like a term that we Like, use. Shit, sandwich. like, like shit sandwich, I ate that shit sandwich. I ate I ate a bag of <laughs> dicks tonight, <that>. a whole, <laughs> like a bucket, like a whole bucket of dicks. We all know what that means, that's that set stunk out loud. Yeah. And so like, it's it's definitely, um, yeah, it's just a term that they use. So yeah. I think she was probably, I think what a, what a lot of people, especially when they're newer. I don't know if she was newer. Is she very like-
0: Oh, the new people in AI, I hate those people. They're the worst. They're so shiny, happy, like, I'm working my progress. Oh. Like, shut up. Oh my god, I was, I used to like, oh my god, I was always
1: like, done up to the nines when I go to a meeting, and I was always like, now I can't be bothered. I'm like, even to go to an open mic, I'm like, I'm wearing sweatpants. Oh, right open mic. My- yeah, like I'm. Very, For those of you at home, I just made the jerk off motion with my hands. Absolutely, it's like it's like why am I even wearing pants right now? Like I should just be wearing pillowcases tied together. Like I shower. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So like I think that you know a lot of times when people are new to a thing, they're just like yeah, and they're like yeah. super like it has to be this way because it has to be this way. Like right. like at one point I heard this guy. I was at one type of meeting oh. and this guy was like. Well, blah blah blah, I don't like this. And I said, Well, you know, in this other fellowship, they do they're a little more like this. You know, it's sort of like the difference between improv and stand up, mm-hmm. like blur but blur, blur. It might be a little better for you and he was like, Oh, I don't like that and I'm like, Okay, rigid weirdo. So there's a combination of wonder why I drink. <laughs> yeah, there's a combination of like rigidity and also like people who like people who just quit smoking, you know, like mm-hmm. that like you they're should, very raw. You should quit. Yeah. You should. I feel better. My hair is growing back. You mean like vegans? Yeah, like vegans. Exactly. It's like there's a little bit of that, and when and it's funny. I, I
0: poop so much better now. You really have to do it.
1: Serious? It, yes. Yeah. People yeah. are like, I'm like, I have like nine food allergies. People are or like a uh, gluten. I'm allergic oh. to gluten, and they're like, they're like, you should just go vegan because it'll just I bet you can just eat bread but if you got it's like so I have to give up everything that's good to not how about I just eat more corn tortillas like that's fine like you just eat more steak instead that. That, how about that I'll just eat a whole cow for dinner like it's the same thing and in meetings when people are sharing it's very interesting you tell somebody's brand new because they'll be like really hitting the fine points they're like I was the worst of everything number one. Second thing they'll say I am all better now because I have higher power, and they will just and they'll be like, God, 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 and then they'll be like, and everything's great. These forty-three days have really been amazing.
2: And you're just like, oh,
0: shit's not real yet. You're cute. <laughs> the best is like when they're new and like they see you with the drink, and you know they're eyeballing you, and like, it's, yeah, I'm just kind of like you. Look, if this bothers you, let me finish this drink, and I'll get a soda. But like, you need to calm the fuck down. <laughs> when I was
1: when I was single, when I was single, I would go on dates, and I remember people being like, "Does it bother you that you drink?" And I'd be like, "No, it bothers me that it's taking you 45 minutes to finish that whiskey. Are you are you okay? Like, are you are you sick? Would you are like you, a nibble
0: for that? Yes. Yeah, <laughs>
1: are you pregnant? Like, what is this? Like, what? Like, what's going on? So like, it's it, it is interesting. I do it, you can't tell a person in recovery because we do clock the drink of everybody around the room right. and we also know who's drinking too much and who's not and who's like very casually drinking that's the funniest thing about my uh, my boyfriend is his his like ism is definitely not drugs and alcohol it's like people and perfectionism and that kind of thing yeah. and so one I was threatening him for a long time I'd be like I'm gonna just see what's like I'm looking to get you drunk and we're gonna have drunk sex it's gonna be funny uh, he had two craft beers two he is six four he had two craft he's beers, he's a big dude he was shit housed at a mic one time and I was like, oh my god. Comes back, he it he comes back and he goes, hey, I think I accidentally got a second pizza. So he ate. He said he stood there drunk, eating a second personal pizza. And then he He's all full of pizza, and he just rolls over bed. He's like, you want to do that sex thing? I was like, get off me! <laughs> You've never
2: looked hotter. Yeah, you're just gonna
1: crush me, and you have garlic breath. Get off me! <laughs> what are you doing? This was a bad idea. What was I thinking? I love this guy. It's like, yeah, he's just like, oh, just and he, I looked over, and I was like, is that pizza gone? He's like, I ate the whole thing. Like He just <laughs> ate a second pizza. I was like, okay, so I I I do know, too, and if <laughs> if, you're, if you're listening to this and you're first person end recovery or you're trying not to use or drink at parties, one of my tricks uh-huh. is, first off, if I, I will say that I wasn't able to do this before I got into a program. I was able to stop drinking and I'd white knuckle it for, for a few months or maybe even a couple of weeks mm-hmm. and then I'd always go back to it. But when, after I got in the program, I lived my life. I would be at like social functions, or be with my cuckoo bananas family. Mm-hmm. And the best way to avoid the interrogation of like, why aren't you drinking, why aren't you drinking, why aren't you drinking, why aren't you drinking, why aren't you? And now it's, why aren't you smoking pot? Like, why aren't you doing mm-hmm. this? Why aren't you doing that? Is just keep something in your hand, like a water bottle. Yeah. That's all you have to
0: do. Yeah, or um, if you're at a bar, mm-hmm. and I always tell people this. Like it, uh, it I usually tell people this. I don't why I can't speak. It
1: happens. I I I was doing it earlier. I'm like, I can't talk. How long have you been in LA? My brain is garbage right now. Right. Yeah.
0: Um, I tell people this usually when they're poor, because I'm poor. You know, because my old roommate, she never had any money, and she went to work in the music business. And I was like, her her friend was like yelling at her that she needs to go out and like meet people. Right. And I and she was like, can you believe LJ said that to me? And I was like, yeah, because he's right. Right. You know. And she was like, well, I don't have money to go out. And I was like, this is what you do. Like she's big tits i was like you've got this she has a specific dress where like her tits are just like hello so i'm like put your dress on get yourself a seltzer water with a lime it looks like a vodka soda it's two dollars it's two (laughs) dollars and and if you show those tits he might just give it to you for free and i'm like and stand there and i guarantee you within 20 minutes someone's gonna buy you a drink true so, or you can say you're the designated driver for Or yeah life. or you can say you're the designated driver or say you're um you're on antibiotics or just be like oh I, I drank a lot last night i don't feel like drinking today like yeah people people will leave you alone i think people are a little less like you gotta drink than they were like in the past
2: totally um, i do
1: the seltzer water with the lime trick all the time uh, but one time this happened a couple years ago I they brought a tray, seltzer water from wine, vodka soda, vodka soda, uh-huh. and I grabbed the wrong one. Uh-huh. and I took a big old drink of it and spit vodka soda all over the bar. <laughs> and it was yeah, it felt speaking of the sitcom, it felt like a moment. It's it would spit today. And I started to like I started to do this thing where, like I looked like um I looked like like if you played Yakky sax in that moment, it would have been the best. And I was just like, I like threw, I left an open purse, a cell phone, everything on the bar, and I ran into this was Hamburger Mary's in Long Beach. I ran into the men's bathroom and started like washing my mouth out. And then I called my in the men's bathroom. right? Yeah, I know. And they were like, okay. And I was like, all right, listen. And then I, I called my I call my sponsor. And she was like laughing. She's like, I'm so sorry that it happened to you, honey. And I was like, she, I was like. It's mortified but yeah that it also people just assume yeah. you're or even coke people don't know what's mixed with coke you have no idea
0: yeah absolutely DC. you just get a soda it could be like a rum and coke it could be yeah, you know getting know. ginger ale it could be jameson and ginger like people and i think people kind of lay off you like yeah like it's it it was worse i think when i was younger you know like yeah are like why aren't you drinking you should have a drink let me get you a drink you want a drink let me get you a drink you know and, and so a lot of times like I don't drink when I go to like mics and shows and stuff normally because like I have to drive and I'm terrified of getting a DUI out here because it's like ten grand right off the bat. Yeah, Ooh, that's ten grand. They, they don't fuck around in California. No, they're we're not messing around. <laughs> so like, I I really don't drink all that much at all. I have a big bottle of vodka at my house and like I drink like teeny little bits. But like, but you were saying about like with the lime, you know, actually the opposite kind of happens to me sometimes because what I do like to drink when I when I have a drink if I'm not gonna have beer is. I'll get a vodka soda and meat, no fruit, because I fucking hate lime. Oh. Like in my drinks. You hate lime? In my drinks. Oh. And, um, and I don't like ice. So oh. it always looks just like I have like a glass of water in my hand. There you know, you I'm go. Just like, you know. Yeah. There so, you go. And a lot of, and I sometimes if I know the bartender and I order that, I have to sort of quick say, I'm not asking for the no ice because I want more booze. I just don't like cold drinks. Because a lot of people will order drinks with no ice, thinking that like they'll just right. fill the cup up more with more booze for it. But you have to order a double for that. Like people are stupid. Yeah, people are funny. Yeah. They're they're silly.
1: They're yeah. silly. But I get it. Like I get I get that I get the impulse. I on I have another podcast as well, and one of the contributors used to do harder drugs. Mm-hmm. And I get the impulse, like, she wants to be validated for that because it is growth. And I think that harm rejections become much more of a a conversation, and as a person used to smoke all the weed, I get it. Mm-hmm. It's like a, it's like it's it's the same thing. It's like you're doing the same thing, expecting the same results, and it just stop. It works, and we say this in in the program I go to. It just stopped working. Yeah. and that's that's just what happens with drugs and alcohol. Is it just stops working. And it yeah. works, and then you're like, well, and
0: that's what happened when I was at Tico's. I was just like, this isn't <coughs> the fuck, you know. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah. But, you, but the drug dreams never go away, I don't think. Like, the, when you're stressed out, do you still get the drug dreams? Very rarely, but. Yeah.
1: Very rarely, but now, this yeah. is true, if I have a drug dream, I usually, I went through a phase where I would have to also, like, take go to a meeting and take a white chip and, like, start my time over, which was, yeah, I would, like, go through the whole... But you're not cheating. I know. In my dream, even my con- my subconscious was like, "Well, we better just do this," and I was like, "Okay." And then um, I've had I've had maybe one or two where it's like, "We're partying," you know what I mean? Like, I was very much a hallucin hallucinogen kind of girl. Really? Yeah, but from like thirteen to seventeen, so that's why I have. Sometimes I'll be on stage and I'll be like, "I did a lot of drugs. My brain is garbage. I got to restart that joke." So like, um, the drugs. The drugs. It was. It's like. It's like in that Dune book when you give the spice to a child. It's like that's what happened. I got the spice too young. And so, so uh, yeah. I I think I have maybe have one
0: maybe one
1: where yeah where i was like able to enjoy
0: it was just trip them anytime anytime i have one of those dreams and i only really have them when i'm like super stressed out yeah it's always like a very vivid dream and then i get really angry at myself because i've gone so long without doing it and then yeah. i'm like god damn it and then then i then like i wake up and i'm like oh it was just a dream i'm good okay
1: yeah yeah that that's gone away but the um i have just like
0: weird other dreams
1: just weird it's it and i think it's Probably because my disease has become a different thing. It's like I don't crave drugs and alcohol mm. I- anymore. It's been a long time. Summer will roll around and I'll be like, I miss that uh, that crisp feeling of like a cold beer in the summer, mm. or like like for me I had, like scotch and ice, and, oh. and so I was okay. like. I was like I, I could I could think about like I'll remember I'll have euphoric recall but I don't crave. I'm not like one of those people who's like ah Yeah, I, know, don't, like I don't
2: I don't
0: crave like that's the weird thing about the drug dream is that I don't wanna get high. I just don't wanna do it. And my old roommate like smoked weed like it was her job. And but I remember stoners she, are committed to the lifestyle. She had no money to pay her rent, but yeah. somehow she had money for weed. Yeah. So like we would sit out back sometimes with her dog and I remember the first time I said to her, but like she was like, Do you want to hit this? And I was like, No, I can't do that. I'm not allowed to do the drugs anymore. I break down handcuffs or you know, yeah. Whatever that's like fun, a yeah, fun programming term. Yeah, that was a that's a Dave Navarro like yeah. I read somewhere, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, like I just throw something out there like that, and she was just like, "Oh my God, I'm so sorry." And then, then, then she was like, oh, "Should I?" And I'm like, "No, I don't. I don't. I really just don't want. I just don't want it anymore. I just don't. I like that would be such a huge step back for me. Yeah. That like I just don't want to. I think it's just it was such a." A crutch, like something for me to hide behind, okay. like to like, uh, like to deal with, like str- like like oh, I don't have money to pay my rent. I don't want to move back in with my mom. oh, uh, What am I gonna do? I'm just gonna get high, you know, like or right. you know, just living life and just a coping mechanism. That's the term I was looking for. Right. And, like, I don't want to do that anymore. So I don't. I, it. It. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. What was sort of what's maybe
1: your most insane moment, good or bad, insane throughout your whole like journey in your life?
0: you mean like what
1: yeah or Or just just, like in life my craziest story yeah good what's your most like insane moment oh
0: god um i have i have lots of crazy stories um like just you're a very good storyteller um there's all kinds of weird shit that like i've been like involved with where i'm just kind of like what is happening here yeah um okay well here, here's a here's a funny weird story that happened to me in high school where i almost met tom hanks wow yeah so um i went to uh for high school i went to a magnet school uh, philadelphia high school for creative and performing arts cool yeah it's a cat they call cap. so okay the boys and men went there
2: hey, hey.
0: Um, so um it was kind of like a free-ish kind of school at that point where like you had kind. Of, kind of, Come and go, like they weren't, like yeah. they weren't like lo- there weren't people standing at the doors, like free range school, yeah, basically. Yeah. So, so think about all like your like your uh, what they call like uh, art fags, like yeah. they used to
2: call back yeah. in the day, you know, and, uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, and the
0: drama nerds and like yeah. all those people, like all in like one building, you oh, know. That's awesome. Yeah, it was pretty great. So it definitely totally shaped how the weird person that I am now. But anyway, so some somebody came in one day. Uh, in one of my classes or lunch or something and they were like they are making a Tom Hanks movie. I heard it on the radio, they're making what? a Tom Hanks movie in Philly. And and they're over at uh, at Palombo Playground today, which was like maybe like a five minute walk from where we were in South Philly. And I was like, Really? And this is pre internet. This right. was like <laughs> it's like nineteen ninety you would hear a thing and you would yeah. just go. Yeah, there was no internet. You know, it's nothing. Right. So, yeah. <laughs> well, look at me, my Commodore sixty four. You know, <laughs> like it was those kinds of days.
1: <laughs> we had that old uh, Macintosh. Oh, the Apple IIe E with the with the green. Not the green, the one that was like the little box, the little square.
0: Oh, the Ma- the original Mac. The
1: original Mac. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah it had like a, t- t- I, my parents used to tell me it was a game. It was just a setup software. <laughs> well, oh, you,
0: you had money. No, <laughs> my
1: grandmother had it, couldn't figure it out, so she just gave it to us. That's awesome. Yeah, and she divorced well. That's, yeah, she Because yeah, that
0: was like a $4,000 machine at that point. Really? Yeah, the original Macs really, were so expensive. Sh- we should have held on to that. I should have understood how it worked. Who knew at that point? I know. No, Nobody knew.
1: We didn't know anything. We had a Britannica sitting right next to it. Like, um, idiots. My grandparents bought me a set of encyclopedias when I was a
0: kid. Like, God. that's, that, this, that, was, you know. The key to success for okay. our generation oh, was yeah. an encyclopedia
2: Britannica. Okay.
0: <laughs> my, my uncle had a big set and he would still every year pay for the yearbook. Oh my God. And he has like 20 years of the yearbook. Whoa. On his, on his bookshelf at his house. But anyway, Whoa. so. So this guy comes the in, version of a baby. Yeah, it really is, <laughs> really is. Um, so he was like, yeah, over at Palumbo Playground, and somebody's like, we should go over there and meet Tom Hanks. He would love us. We go to like art school, like, you know. Like there were some art majors, I was a creative writing major, I like we were genre people, people, like you know, so we were like, He would love us. Imagine yeah. that, you know, a bunch of kids and we're all like, you know, put us in a movie or something, it'd be great. But Tom Hanks is fucking awesome because at that point Tom Hanks only made comedies, you know? Right. So it was just like comedies. Yeah. Yeah. So we slide out and it was like it was cold. It was like uh, it was it was close to Thanksgiving, I think. Yeah. So it was like coldish in Philly. And we walk over as a big group, and we're, we we see the trailers, and we are kind of at corner to the trailers, and we're standing on the corner, and these then there's PAs, of course, yeah. who to like a tenth grader looks like a hundred years old. Meanwhile, they're probably yeah. just right out of college, you know, yeah. <laughs> just just dopes, because you know how PAs are, yeah. you know, and they're like trying to lock the setup, and they're like yelling at us to be quiet, you know, and we're all just like. You know and then we would like wander away and smoke weed and come back you know and like spent the whole day standing there waiting to try me meet Tom Hanks it was like it was getting like dark early chicken you know, was in the oven yeah, yeah you know and, it, <laughs> and I lived like with this was South Philly I lived on the other side of the city so it was gonna take it always took me like an hour to get home yeah and slowly people were starting to kind of like wander away you know go home or whatever. yeah and finally, we heard one of the PAs, they, they're walk, they didn't have the surveillance earpiece, and the, the the walkie crackled. And he was like, Tom walks in 10? And we were like
2: huh?
0: And the kid turned around and looked at us, and he's like, you better not go anywhere near him. You can't go near Tom Hanks. And we were like, okay, you know, all right, whatever, I mean, we'll see Tom Hanks, you know. And um, where they they if the trailer that he was in was in front of a playground and across the street was like in like a condo building. It used to be an old grade school that they turned into apartments and that's okay. where they were shooting it. So he was going to walk across the street. So we slowly made our way across the street to get closer. Okay? Wow. Yeah. Like this is just like you know s- slowly moving, just slowly enough so that they're not noticing that we're
1: actually moving. It's like a dog trying to get close, or a cat trying to get closer to the coffee table. Yeah, it's like, yeah. Oh, oh, you, you think you wanna, All right?
0: Just one paw. <laughs> Didn't, Yeah. Da-dun, you know, so <laughs> we're slowly getting closer, slowly, slowly getting closer, and then we hear, you know, okay, Tom's coming, and we're like, oh my god, Tom Hanks, oh my god, Tom Hanks, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. and just as this is happening. From the other direction, we see some tall guy in, a, in like a duster yelling something and he's running, he's running to, towards us, oh and he's waving something over his head. We don't know what the fuck that is, and we're just like, what is that? That's weird. Okay, Tom Hanks, Tom Hanks, and as this guy is getting closer, here comes Tom Hanks, he comes out, out of his trailer, and he looks like shit, and we're just like, what's wrong with him? He looks terrible. But
2: oh. So they're,
0: so, they're, so they're slowly bringing him across the street And here comes this guy And we can hear what he's yelling Which was, hey, hey Tom Hanks Hey Tom Hanks, yo man I got your pudding man, I got your pudding Tom Hanks I got it And he had a pudding cup in his hand And a spoon was rattling around And he was sort of holding it in with his finger But he was just like, I got your pudding, I got, got your pudding Tom Hanks Now he had to walk up these steps We're standing at the bottom of the steps Tom is halfway, sort of like almost there He gets like halfway to the steps, we're just about ready to say something. He looks, everybody turns and looks at this guy who looks like a a homeless lunatic. They quick sweep him up the steps and into the door in like a split second. Right. And the guy's like, but Tom, I got your pudding, man. I got your pudding, Tom. Oh, man. He throws the pudding cup down in anger and stomps away. And we were like, are you fucking kidding me? (laughs) All day we stood here waiting for Tom Hanks. (laughs) There he goes. This person was just like, put it, put it. I got your point, man. Was he shooting Philadelphia? He was shooting Philadelphia. <laughs> and and that's somebody I realized when he said, oh, he looks like, oh. And I think it was the last scenes where he's dying oh. in the in the apartment. Uh, because the, after, after that, the PA was like, we said to the PA, is he going to come out? And he's like, no, he's he's got really long scenes and he's going to be in there the rest of the night. And we were like,
1: fuck! It's
0: going to be sad, too. Then he's going to he, come out and be like, I'm not the best Tom Hanks I want to be. Right, exactly. So close to meeting Tom Hanks. What? That close. Yeah, it's just ridiculous. Listen, Tom Hanks, if you're listening. Uh, he you is. know, a dream of mine is to tell that story on television someday, and yeah. then have him like come out of the wings and be like, "Hi, I'm Tom
1: Hanks!" <laughs> everybody dies. Like James yeah. Pibble does a backflip over his desk. Right. Oh, I love it. Yeah. It's gonna happen. Maybe. Who knows? Yeah, Who that's knows? awesome.
0: But yeah, I've, I've I've been involved in a bunch of shit. I used to manage. I, I used to manage a band, and um, I used to like book bands and stuff at this bar uh, downtown in Philly on South Street.
2: Okay.
0: And. Um, that was just like, imagine like a Chuck E. Cheese for adults. Okay. Of yeah. all of the all of the things that you're not supposed to have. All in one building. Like
1: Dave and Buster, but not for squares. Sure.
0: <laughs> you have the loud music. You have the liquor. You have the drugs. You have the sex in the bathroom. You have everything that you need. Exactly. All in one building. Fun. It was a good time. And I'm you're, not going to lie. You were the ringmaster of all of that? I wasn't so much the ringmaster. Um, I was kind of... Um, I was almost like the voice of, sadly, I was the voice of reason. (laughs) Yeah. um, Because I did, I did, I worked for this guy who. Was supposed to be doing the booking, but I did all the booking. Okay. And then I managed this one day. That sounds about right. Yeah, that sounds like. I'm just kind of the worst. <laughs>
1: Behind every great man in entertainment, there's a woman doing his job.
0: Joey Mahoney still <laughs> owes me a hundred dollars, so <laughs> I will never forget that. <laughs> but then I also used to like work the door. Then I would bark outside and yeah. you know check bands in and out. My friend Jackie used to do sound, and um, it, it was it was the pub place was a mess, but it was always a really really good time. Crazy. Um, yeah. Yes, it was, it was, it was crazy. And the you know the band I managed, the guy, the lead singer, was like a lunatic. I knew him in grade school, and then I reconnected with him, and he was just a total crazy lunatic. Fun. Total Jessica And like. Oh no! Not a fun kind. Just a lunatic. Yeah. Just he was just crazy. I I don't even know what like psychological label you could really slap on him, but he was Mm. just nuts. And then like, it's crazy. I'm still friends with a couple of guys from the band, and like. So yeah, so I did that for a while. I taught grade school for a while. That was fun. I love it. Um, uh, the most humiliated I think I have ever been was, um, I, um, I, I okay, so I taught grade school. I taught computers in this grade school. Okay. And my, the computer lab was on the third floor. So I would have to come down and get the kids and bring them up, Okay. You know, like the little kids. Yeah. The, the big kids could just get themselves there, but yeah. you know, kindergarten's on the first floor. So I would walk them out, and then I'd walk them kind of like, you know, like the steps have landings, you know? So yeah. I'd walk them like halfway up, and then yeah, I'd walk run up, and then they'd come up. And we do do half a thing, steps, at a time. So as they were walking by, little kids always want to hug you. Yes. They, they, because they're children. They just love hugs. And that's a, you can't touch them. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. They, it's very frowned on. Yeah. Um, I wasn't trained as a teacher. It was Catholic school. They hire anybody. Yeah. Um, but I was told by my friends, they're like, "What you need to know is never be alone in, in a room with a child and do not touch them." Yeah. So, but they want to touch you. So I was big on the high fives. High so, fives are
1: good. Yeah. Air
0: hugs. Air hugs, yeah, little, little kids don't get that, though. Yeah, that's true. But the, but they love high-fives. Everybody loves a yeah. high-five. You know, you take right. a little thing of the uh, antibacterial stuff with you, and you're good, yeah, to, you're you're good, good to go. Yeah, you're good to go. So, as the kids were walking by, I would give them high-fives. Well, this kid, Eric, went to give me a high-five, reached up, slapped me on the boob. <laughs> and I'm like... He's in that 40th phase. I was just like, hey. Hey, buddy you know, because he's laughing, his friends, or his people saw it, you know, kids saw it, and I was like, listen, Eric, I'm telling you right now, you know you're not supposed to touch people in their bathing suit area, you know? Solid um, response. And, and he, his eyes are real wide, and I'm like, if you do it again, I'm sending you right back to your classroom, and Mrs. Joromski's going to have to take it up with you. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? Yeah. And he was like, uh-huh, you know, big wide eyes, uh-huh. So I'm like, all right, cool, but like, Jesus, what the fuck? So... You know, we're at the landing, the first in the middle, middle of the steps. You know, and they're walking by, and the little fucker did it again. So, at that point, there was two ways you can go with that. You can blow it off, and then they know they can walk all over you. Right. Or you have to send him back. It's prison rules. You got to make an example of them Yeah, you I couldn't beat them with a chair, they I mean, know so. Yeah. that or send them back. Exactly. So. Um, one of the old ladies that works in the office. You know how you always have old ladies working in <laughs> the office? right. I was like, Miss Delma, she happened to be walking by. She's like, yes. And I was like, could you do me a favor and please escort uh, Eric back to his uh, classroom, please, and tell Mrs. Rumsky I will chat with her when we're done. And she said, absolutely. And then this is <laughs> And the other kids were terrified. It was awesome. I could have do anything at that point. Um, and this kid is crying like I punched him in the face, and he is just crying like I mean, like wailing. No, and I'm like, oh, sorry, dude. I told you no. You did it again.
1: thing.
0: You know, so so she took him back. And we went upstairs. Those kids, you couldn't even hear a peep out of them the yeah. whole time when we were up there, like just typing, really- typing letters into Microsoft Word. You know, <laughs> <It's> not Eric. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, Eric was kind of a dick. Like, right. You know, I think his parents were kind of assholes. Yeah. Shitty. One thing you learn teaching kids is that she, shitty, people make shitty kids. Yeah. It, like a kid doesn't pick up on that behavior. Yeah. It's they like, don't just come out shitty. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Exactly. So you know, I so I wrap everything up. We go back downstairs, and. Um, she, the teacher, uh, Kathy goes, so Eric told me what he did. And Eric's sitting there coloring and he's like looking at me. And uh, I'm like, did he? And she's like, yeah. And I was like, oh, wow, I didn't think he would do that. And she's like, yeah, he knows he's not supposed to say the word booby. And I was like, oh, is that what he told you he did? And she was like, yeah. So I told her the story. I, I've never seen somebody's face get red so fast. Eric! And he just like drops the crayon, all the blood drains from his face. Come here! And he comes over and again with the with the with the hysterical tears and she's like, Why did you lie to me about what you did to Miss Cakes? And he was like, <laughs> and just like just hysterical just coming out of his face. And she's like, you apologize to her. Dad, that, that you don't do that. You know about the bathing suit. You know you don't talk to people in the bath, Dad. You, you embarrassed me. And I'm finally, I'm starting to feel like, all right, okay, you know, he's fine. <laughs> I'm dial it down a little bit. Um. And he was just like, you know, so 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 And I'm like, alright, Eric, and I got down on my knee and I was just like, listen, just don't do it again, you know? Don't do it again. Yeah. And you know, you can come back to class and we can just kinda of forget yeah. this. Oh, you good? Let me not do this again. And he was like, oh, oh, oh. And the rest of the class is like oh. like silence. Like crickets and tumbleweeds, you know, like and then he yeah. went back and sat down and she was like, Can you fucking believe that kid? I was just like no, I can't. So that was on Friday. So you fast forward to Monday, right? Now the kindergarten class is, um, they, It's there's a, a hallway. It's like an X, you know. There's a hallway okay. going this way and a hallway. Yeah. You know, it's like a T. Yeah. And they're on the they're on the upper right corner. Got it. So I'm walking up the hallway, and it's like Monday morning, right? There's two eighth graders at the end of the hall, and they are coming towards me. Yeah. Here comes Eric, running coming across the tee and, he, and then he turns and he's coming towards me. And I say, hey Eric, how you on. And he's like, hey Miss Yates, sorry for touching your booty. <laughs> in front of the eighth graders. And I'm
2: like, you
0: got me. Well, you it, how did you do that and win? You won. That <laughs> <were> kid's <like>, <laughs> a state senator now. I think, I what think we- he might <laughs> <laughs> I think I saw him on my ballot in Pennsylvania. It's pretty bad.
1: <laughs> That's so crazy. Oh
0: man. Kids
1: kids can embarrass you like oh they're good at it they're experts. Yeah. That's why that's why it was so tough to be a kid. I don't know if it's tough to be a kid or fun to be a kid. <laughs> it depends on how you it depends on how, how good at it you are. Yeah. What's uh? with that like your wealth of experience just living in your life? Like how do you make ex- decisions today? I flip coins. I
0: love it. love it. I I'm really you know it's funny I'm re- I'm a Libra okay i don't know how much you believe in like
1: astrology there's i'm this is very gemini thing to say but there's two sides of my brain there's one side that's like hard no and then there's another side of my brain that's like yes i'm gonna charge my crystals
0: (laughs) um i have a really hard time making decisions like if i'm gonna buy something i will read 400 reviews and like Google, you know, like okay. just the name. That's and good. Like I and, and it takes me forever to make it. She just saw me trying to buy. I own one thing in L. A. and that's a bed. And that's it took a bed. Me, and a TV. Like, well, the TV I brought with me from Florida, okay. but like the bed, I I yeah, it took me like a week to like Google everything and like because I'm always afraid I'm going to make a bad decision. So like yeah. So that's how I make decisions. I overanalyze and overanalyze and overanalyze and then and then I usually make the wrong decisions. <laughs> so, but you can't say I didn't try. Yeah, no, I get it. Yeah. I, and I vacillate between
1: those two things of like, overanalyzing it and then just being like, sure. And then I'm like, why is this, why did this toaster I bought, is, why is it on fire? Like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then I open up Amazon and it's like,
0: this is a like a, a, a flaming toaster. And you're like, oh. Yeah, uh, like make? for instance, I have the little Nintendo Classic Mini. Ooh. and But the cord is like three, like three inches long. For the for the controllers, you really it's like it's, I'm not kidding. It's like the size of your forearm. Like you they're know. probably
1: anticipating ki- like adults sitting in front of the TV, while, like we used to. But the cords were long. Well, I can, never sat too close. I didn't well, they, like that.
0: Well, they sell extension cords. I think they were mm-hmm. banking on that. But people have have made wireless controllers for it. Hell yeah! So I finally was like, I'm gonna buy some wireless controllers. It's like twenty bucks for like two. But there's a bunch of different kinds. And yeah. You should sort have of saw me reading all the reviews. Trying to make sure I didn't buy the wrong ones, and then Amazing. when I yeah, and then when I got them home and I couldn't get the one to work, I was like googling like what like did I make the wrong decision? Do I have to pay? Do I have to send this back? And here I just had to put fresh batteries in there. That's hilarious. But I'm um, I was get I was getting so mad I almost like threw it and broke it and like yeah okay well, What would you say your level of honesty is? I my level of honesty is. It depends on... I have a problem because I'm a lot like my, my bocce, my grandma, did not really have a filter. Yeah. And um, I am kind of... my dad kind of didn't really have a filter, so... You're a um, comedian. We're yeah. low filter people. So I've... there are people who don't talk to me anymore because I just say shit sometimes and like I'm like, oh, I shouldn't have said that. Um, Here's a great example of something that I just said recently. and people don't, these, these two people do not talk to me anymore. Um, so I was playing D&D with my old, one of my old roommates and his friends, and we went to a Super Bowl party. Okay. Uh, the day before the Super Bowl party, they were playing D&D. I wasn't, but they were playing, and they got really drunk, and the one guy threw up in the bathroom. Okay. But I didn't know this happened. I was sleeping. So when I got up the next day, uh, my roommate was like, "Oh yeah, he threw up," but, but like he was very tidy about it. That was like the big joke, you know? Like, oh, that's good. Yeah, but he's like, you know, just tell me, just I guess, just to tell me. Yeah. And I thought it was funny because I am very old. And I find it amusing when people throw up from drinking too much. It's just funny to me. It's super funny Like when adults throw up because they drink too much, you're just a fucking
1: idiot And so like (laughs) when when adults do anything stupid whether that's the things I used to be like I don't like to be around drunk people and now if you give me like a drunk adult I treat them like a toddler. And I'm gonna be like hey, you want to bake a cake?
2: (laughs) Like,
1: I'm going to try to get them to do the messiest, craziest thing. It's my favorite thing to do. I'm like, oh, you should text your ex right now,
0: show me her text messages, let's do so this. Do you think you can put those pants on your head? Yes,
1: I'll be like, yeah, you totally can do that. I this. have
0: 46 ketchup packets in my fridge, you think you can eat them all?
1: Exactly, you get it.
0: I start challenging people to weird things because oh, yeah. I think it's really, really funny. It's it's so
1: much fun. Yeah, and they all talk to you like they've got, like, they're having the best idea they've ever had in their lives. They're right. so just like,
2: oh, Anna!
1: Oh, somebody's just I'm just, I was in that room, do you know I was in that room, and I'll be like, who tell me toddler human, like I fucking love it, I can't, I can't get enough.
0: Well we go to the Super Bowl party, and I walk in the door, and there's the guy that threw up and his girlfriend. Oh. And I know the girlfriend. Yeah. You know. And um, I, I'm like, dude, how you feeling today, ha ha ha, you know, and he's like, yeah. oh yeah, we're not, we're not. And I look at the girlfriend and I'm like, he totally puked last night. How funny is that? And that was not funny for her. And why? Um, because people are crazy and people are crazy and I they have a weird relationship. But like apparently some of my friends were like, Well, I see why you think that was funny, but sometimes and I think it's funny too, but sometimes when you like when, when friends are hanging out, like, what they're doing doesn't make it back to the significant other. And I'm like, who gives a shit? I'm like, it, it, they've been together like 10 years, and if she can't laugh at him throwing up, like, I don't, I, what, well, anyway. It's her job to laugh at him throwing up. Yeah, well, long story short, neither one of them talked to me anymore. And my roommate kind of like stopped inviting me to play D T after that. No. So like that's the kind of shit that happens to me. Like I just say things and I don't like I'm not thinking about it and then like so it's know. like information boundaries sometimes are
1: not great. Yeah, yeah.
0: I have
1: to, I, have to, I do the same thing. I literally do this. I was at a comedy show. I was in the green room uh headliner was really good friends with the feature Mm -hmm. and i mentioned you know she was asking about what it's like to date a comic and Mm -hmm. i said well i'm we gave her the kind of the rundown and she goes well i've been dating a comic and then the headliner came back in and i was like so who's the comic you're dating She she gave me the like oh boys and i was like oh and he went what and i was like Oh, I'm sorry, I was confused, you know, drugs when I was a teenager and like and everybody kinda of laughed it off or Was a second. it the headliner? No, it wasn't the headliner. That's what I thought. But oh. it turns out she's like she's super protective of me. And I was like, oh. Alright, that's weird. That is weird. But I, I I honestly like from hearing your story and not to go to sign anything, it sounds like their boundaries are particularly straight. Yeah, that, and it was like yeah. a socially awkward moment, but not anything to feel super bad
0: about. For like. the whole rest of the night, like, I, I'm really bad sometimes on picking up on social cues. Kids wow. like, my heads yeah. up my ass nine times out of ten, so I'm not paying attention to what's happening yeah. around me. And like, he was being kind of like weird, like mean, passively aggressively mean to me, and like my roommate was kind of being weird, but I thought it was just because like, I, I didn't even know why. It didn't even occur to me that I did anything bad. Because I tried to backpedal a little bit, and then I was like, oh, well, whatever, you know. And then, uh, like,
1: I, I don't. I would have done the same thing. Honestly, I would have done the same thing. And if somebody was like, and I would have apologized, but then I would have left the party and thought to myself, well, just because you don't tell your significant other what you're doing or whatever, like, yeah, how it sounds, am I supposed like, to know? sounds like you're acting like an alcoholic and she's mad.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, like, I, like, I, and it didn't even occur to me until, like, a couple days later, really, what it was that I did. You know, uh, and I was just kind of like, oh, huh. But then I was like, I don't give a fuck. Like, like what? Like I am old. Like I am old. I am it's forty-three true. years old. <laughs> it's like, true. like I, like I don't if, keep your fucking relationship issues to yourself. You know. Like, true. True. I, I just I don't know. I, yeah. So my mm-hmm. mouth always gets me in the trouble. I'm always saying shit I shouldn't say, and like, I five for that. I'm the same. Dig my own hole, you know? Yeah, I've done, if it makes you feel better, I've done way worse. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, I've done worse, but that yeah. that's just the most recent the one that I can one. remember. That's um And, uh... It, it, happens. Happens. it happens. It happens. What are you going to do? But, you know, at first, like, at first I thought she had a problem with me because when I used to manage bands, the problem with bands was is that, like, Nine times out of ten if it's a band that's been around for a while. Yeah. Like, the girlfriend person is, like, super insecure because guys in bands are whores. They just are. Yeah. It's just, you know, you can't change them. That's what they are. Don't fuck musicians, yeah. people out there. Like, you know, because they fucked everybody. They're Tomcats.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And they always used to think that, like, I wanted to, like, fuck their boyfriend slash You're like, no, this is my business. Uh, well, first of all, I was like, I don't want to go get a shot. Like, right. I don't... You know they're whores <laughs> you know? and like I don't, don't want
2: to <laughs> get a shot. I don't want to get a shot.
0: I don't want to like have to like you know sh- shave anything you know because yeah. I like, got crabs or whatever like I don't like you don't do that. Plus like again I was working there and also like those guys were gross. Like, right. Like they were my friends. Yeah. And I know what they did. Exactly.
1: <laughs> you know? Yeah.
0: So um so that was always fun you know to like yeah. You know because it, it's it's insecurity and like, which is really funny because, like, I mean, really, really, you know, like, come on. Um, so yeah, it was always kind of funny. Yeah, what is
1: your experience of like, what's the most interesting thing you've learned about yourself so far? I'm gonna walk over here real quick. Oh, are you checking the time, no, I'm turning on the light. Oh,
0: <laughs> Shut a little- this is this is audio, we don't need light. I know. <laughs> So what's the most interesting thing I've learned
2: yeah.
0: about myself yeah well my dad my dad died in 2009 and I'm an only child okay and my dad was divorced twice and if you and he died roller skating whoa yeah yeah um so
1: uh, he was. In, I know. <laughs> it's okay to laugh. <laughs> I know. Well, both my parents are dead, so I have like a very like morbid. My mom died in '09 as well. Oh, yeah. so it's like it was a good year for dad. I, it was a good year for dad. A lot of people tapping out. They were like, you know what? We're not going to make it to Trump. Who cares? Yeah. Let's
0: get out. You know. I thought about it. But, you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I know people are they're always just kind of like when they when I say roller well, skating, they're like. Oh. And I'm like, no, That's it's okay correct. to live. What a way to die, where a lot of people like, he died doing what he loved. Did he <clears throat> love roller skating? He, Well, you know, when I was a kid in the 80s, as you were a kid in the 80s, yeah. roller skating parties yes. you know, were the bomb. Like, yeah. you know, That was my jam, roller skating yeah. parties was great. So like my dad would take me a lot of times when my mom was working, and like he liked to roller skate. He would rent oh. a pair of skates, and he would skate too, you know? Oh. And, you know, whatever. So he was at a birthday party for his second ex-wife's daughter. <sighs> and and from I wasn't at the party because I wasn't invited but um second ex-wife yeah so I wasn't invited but he was invited and um so he had got some skates and he was skating and he had said to his ex-brother-in-law wow this is a lot harder than I remember and then he hit the floor and he was dead before he hit the floor whoa yeah so like like in and out you know just like out yeah and so um anyway
1: it an aneurysm or a uh heart attack? Par- uh blockage whoa
0: he never went to the
1: doctor go he, to the doctor yo my mom had a um she had a blockage she had a um uh pulmonary embolism, Ooh. which is a blockage yeah uh, oh, that's
0: crazy yeah it's a coronary artery disease my dad had he never went to the doctor whoa. he didn't have a, what i found was that he didn't have any kind of insurance he had no health insurance no life insurance no nothing and, and he died the day before his 61st birthday. And like the month before that, I was in his kitchen and I was like, Listen, I'm like, hey, you're 61. I'm like, You need to take better care of yourself. Go to the doctor, get a checkup. And he says, Because he, he was a courier, he's like, oh, you don't have to worry about that. You know, when I make deliveries to like all these different doctors' offices, I just have the girls check my blood pressure. My blood pressure's good. And I'm like, yeah, that's like one box out of like a thousand. And he was like, no, it's good, it's good, but... Like <laughs> read the one to writing, it and putting your arm in the machine. Right, right, <laughs> right. So, um, so, yeah, so he died, and then um, it was just me. And I had to figure everything out, you know. Oh. I had to figure out, like, I didn't know, I didn't know anything about, like, his... Um, he always told me that he had a will, but he didn't have a will. But I had to find that out by ripping the whole house apart and, go then, and then finally calling his lawyer. Um, I had his buddy come over and like have to his buddy his best friend right. I had to I had him come over and check in the ceilings and stuff to make sure there wasn't money up there. Like I didn't know what he had in the house. You know, I wow. didn't I didn't know anything about his. Well, because like, hiding money for our parents' generation was a very real thing. Well, apparently, um, my dad didn't like to keep money in the house. My mom told me that. Um, But, well, my parents have been divorced for like ever and ever, but like they were together long enough where she's like, there's no money in the house, but it's worth him coming over and looking just in case. Right. So I had him come over and and Ray was, he's like the sweetest guy. And like he just went through the whole house and there was like nothing. And um, he, he was on the road all the time and he was, what helped me out was he was very meticulous about writing in his check registers. Okay. Like, where he was, specifically, like, like, uh, Commerce Bank, ATM, nights in Academy Road. You know, dinner with Nicole, $45. Oh, wow. You know, like, stuff like that. He was, so it was, so then I could start to, like, figure out where his money was and, like, and and, and it turned out that his last girlfriend that he had broken up with, like, took a lot of his money. So right. like, that was, like, that was a pain in the ass, but I had to, like, I had to, like, do the whole thing. I had to figure out how to bury him. Here's a great story for you. So... My dad was in the Air Force, okay. uh, and he was stationed in um, at Patrick Air Force Base okay. down in Florida, and he worked on the moonshots. Whoa! Pretty cool, right? Yeah. So um, that means that he was eligible to be buried in a military cemetery. Great. So um, I, but I find all of this out because I go to the funeral parlor in the neighborhood that buries everybody in my family, and it's this guy Eugene. He's 108 years old. This guy, right? He was in a he was in a car accident in Hawaii on a fishing trip and he's like mangled his legs. So what? Yeah. So you've got the cor- like you've got Eugene the funeral.
1: Eugene Genovic.
0: <laughs> yeah. Wow.
1: Yes. So that sounds like a Riverdale
0: character. Seriously. <laughs> he was he used to go sport fishing. He had the big stuffed <laughs> uh, stuffed fish on his walls. So he comes wheeling out, and, he, and I'm sitting there, and he's like Nicole. How are you? I'm like, I've been better. And he's like,
2: good, 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 good.
0: He's like, "Uh, listen, so I'm just going to get right to it. I buried your grandfather, I buried your grandmother, I buried your Uncle Bobby, and I'm going to take care of your dad. And here's the deal. Do you have any money? And I said, no. And he says, good because your father was in the Air Force, and he can be buried in, 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 the, in the military cemetery for free. And I said, I like, the way you think. <laughs> <laughs> and he says to me, good. Here's the thing. Uh, the military cemetery in the area is in Berlin, New Jersey, which is where your grandfather's buried. And I said, yeah, I know. And he said, it's full. Because they opened it, like, right before World War One, um. So it's full. But they're building a new one in Fort Washington, Washington's cross, no, Washington's Crossing National Cemetery, out by New Hope. Somewhere out there. And I said, Okay. He's like, it's not gonna be open for a while. I'm like, Alright, he's like, We'll work it out. I'm like, alright. So we take care of that. Um, we have the viewing, um, you know, to yeah. have it have him cremated. And he's like, Okay, so you gotta come and pick up the ashes and I'll let you know when the when the cemetery is ready. Okay. And I'm like, Alright. So what do I do with the ashes? He's like, take them home. I'm like, all right. So I take them. I then they come in like a like a box. It's like a. Mm-hmm. It looks like a box set from a fucking D, like a DVD box set.
1: It does. You know? It's about that size, yeah. and inside is a plastic bag, like a yeah. heavy duty plastic bag, yeah. but like not heavy duty enough for what you're thinking. <laughs> right. It's like just shy of a Ziploc. Yes. Right. It's yeah. just full of your parents. Right. Right. <laughs> and it and it like clicks closed like a
0: Lego box. Yeah. It's, it's smaller <laughs> than a bag of oranges. Yes.
1: <laughs> it's, it's surprisingly. It's a little
0: thinner than a bag of flour. Exactly, you
1: know? <laughs> it's, you're 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 shocked at how small the bag is. You're like, oh wow, that's um, uh, hmm, okay. Yeah, exactly. I have I, frozen vegetables for more volume than. Yeah. This.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and they just like tape a piece of paper to the front, like with yeah, the, the name and it. the date. You know, Daniel right. Matthew Yates. You know, died. You know, blah blah blah. So I take I take the box back to his house. And I put it on top of the console television that he got from my grandma when my grandma died, and he was too fucking cheap to get rid of. Cute. And, um, you remember the console TV? Do you put another TV on top of it? No, no, no the TV still worked. <laughs> yeah. Go for him. Yeah, Jesus Christ, he would not get rid of that fucking thing. The digital cable on there was, I don't even get into that. But anyway, so I had a food business at the time, so I was like working the food business out of his kitchen and still trying to like clean the house out, and, um, I get, um, I get a call from the realtor. Finally, I couldn't sell the house because it was in kind of a shitty neighborhood. Yeah. So I finally sell the house, and um, the cemetery's still not open. And I live at my mom's. Right. And I'm, I was like, "What the fuck am I gonna do with my dad?" And I was, and she was like, "Don't you bring him in here?" And I was like, "What?" She's like, "That's creepy." And I was like, "Fuck." What's like- so I could have probably just like hit him in my closet, but like God forbid yeah. if he like fell off the shelf and then there's my dad all over and like. I just, <laughs> so what I did was was that I kept him in my car. <laughs> True story. Um, I wedged him between the seats of my '97 Civic hatchback. <laughs> so he was right there between the passenger seat and the emergency brake, and. Um, and i would drive around you know and my dad would be yeah, in the car no. with me and like and this went on for like a good six months and, uh, and a funny aside for that was that my mom lives down the jersey shore and a bunch of my cousins were in uh wildwood new jersey which is which is about maybe like a half hour drive from where my mom was yeah and they were down there with their kids and stuff for vacation and i was going to go down and have some drinks with them and hang out so i go yeah. down there and i My cousin Jeannie is completely hammered, which Jeannie is like a sweetheart of a person. And when she's drunk, she is the most entertaining person you will ever meet. Oh fun. She's just like so much fun. So um, so everybody's drunk. And I'm like, all right, I'm gonna go. I wasn't drunk, but I was like, I'm gonna go back to my mom's. And I realized I had locked my keys in the car. So I called AAA, you know, they sent like this 12 year old kid to jimmy it open. And as I'm standing there, um, Jeannie was there and her friend Theresa was there. I think it was just me, the three of us were standing there, and Jeannie's looking in the car, and she's like, hey, Nick, is is your dad still in the car? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, 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 he is. And she was like, huh. So, the, you know, the kid opens the car, I tip him, he leaves, and I lean in, and I grab the box, and I took my hand. I didn't open the box, but I just used my hand like it was a Muppet, like a Muppet head, Yeah. you know, and I'm like, how you doing, Jeannie? It's been ah. a long time since I've seen you. You're looking good. You're looking good. good. How's the kids? How's has mine? Is it good? And she went and ran to the corner. It was the funniest thing I've ever seen. Like, like she saw a ghost. It was like the best. That's the best. The funniest thing that's, I've ever seen. That's a good that's a good use for the ashes. Oh. That's yeah. a good it, yeah. that's hilarious. Oh, and he would have my dad had a very like weird, dark sense of humor, so like he would have definitely enjoyed that. And and just like taking him along on adventures. He would have loved that. I love that. My mom's always like, it's a little disrespectful, isn't it? And I'm like, first of all, you hated him, so what do you care? Yes, (laughs) you wouldn't even put him in the house. Yeah, I had to put him somewhere. There nowhere else I could put them, like so I could call up a friend and be like, "Hey, can I stash my dad in your closet?" Yo, we have an ashes closet at my stepmom's house. Oh,
1: really? Yeah, <laughs> and it's got my dad, a cat, a dog, <laughs> um, and like my aunts. And if I if I had the wherewithal, see my my uncle on my mom's side of the family when we had my mom's funeral, he just sort of like took the ba- the bag, and he walked up to the ocean and he just said. And Kim always loved the sea, and he just dumped the whole thing in. There was no discussion of, like, do you want a little bit of that? You want somebody's ashes? You want somebody's? Some no, it was just like, she's gone, she's going in the ocean. And that was oh, it. And I was like, and there was um, because nobody knows how to handle death on that side of the family. I kind of regret that because I think it would have be been funny because my dad didn't like the cat and he didn't like my mom either. So we should have just put just saddled her right up into that closet. That's it's just like a mausoleum, and they all look like they're like in little like what some of them like my dad's is really nice, but all the rest are just like canisters. Like they just sort of look. It just sort of looks like a storage closet, and then <laughs> underneath that is the old, you know, the grocery bags. That's it. <laughs> so it all just like lives there, and uh, so that's the. it Dad, why didn't you remind me to buy bread? <laughs> exactly. It's like, yeah, come on. So you're in charge of this. This is
0: your domain. So. Well, this I I used to work for a guy when I went to Temple, uh, in Philly. Um, I used to work for a guy, and he was a nut. And one day he was like, oh, can you go run out across the street to the parking lot in my car and grab my paper? I left my newspaper in the car. That's how long ago it was. People yeah. started with the paper. Yeah. So I was like, sure. So I took his keys and I went out and I grabbed, oh, and it, he left his coffee in there too. He's like, get my coffee and my paper. So I get his coffee and his paper. And I look up and I see this little thing like hanging from the rearview mirror, but I didn't think anything of it. And I come back in and he's like, uh-huh. <laughs> say hi to my mom.
2: Uh-huh. And I was like,
0: what? He's like, Well, my wackadoo sister, when my mom died, she thought everybody should have a little bit of mom. So she sewed these little sachets with little bits of my mom in it. So I held mine from the rearview mirror. <laughs> and I was exactly. like All right.
1: That's <laughs> exactly people deal with death in like the strangest ways. It really
0: is the only way that I think that you can like I, I think it brings out the way that you really are. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and and true. It, like it surprised me. Like getting back to like the the original question that you asked me, like I didn't think that I could handle all of that because I had to do it all myself. Wow! And it was my dad lived in that house for forty years, you know. So there, and he wasn't a pack rat or anything. Like he didn't have a lot of like, you know, it wasn't like I was like walking around like stacks of newspapers and shit. But like, you still have things, you know. And then like, I went through a couple of different realtors. And like, because the neighborhood sucked, it didn't suck when I was a kid, but it just, you know, yeah. drugs and Section 8 just kind of ruined it. Yeah. And um, not that there's anything wrong with Section 8, but in in the 80s, well, in the 90s, it did. It was it was a different, it was, yeah. <laughs> it was a different time at yeah. that time. And um, so, you know, I had to deal with all of that. You know, uh, I had to pay, I had to pay for things out of pocket and get reimbursed for things because there wasn't enough money. I had to I had to figure out his retire. He had no money. Like in I think it was two thousand seven when the stock market took a big dump. It killed both of his IRAs. So he had no. He had like eleven thousand dollars in retirement. It was a bad time to die. It was. He just. He was just hanging on money wise, and like he always used to complain about it about money, but like. He was just a like really yeah. very cheap. So like I yeah. just assumed he was just being cheap. But here he was just like fucked. It was real. I mean, I had like three jobs at the time. It was bad. It was
1: really it was bad. Really bad. Yeah. And people don't people don't talk about like. Well, I think because a lot of folks that are in media now or whatever, they're just not. They don't talk about it just how fucking bad it was. Yeah. And probably because we recovered pretty quickly yeah but it's still it's, it's, it was a really dark time
0: yeah and he was kind of like you know he was getting older and like getting closer to retirement and like I just the more I was finding out about a situation the bet the worse I felt for him yeah because he was just really like feeling it you know yeah. and and I felt bad too my mom always says I shouldn't blame myself for this but at a certain point he was talking about selling the house because like my stepbrother wasn't really coming over all that much yeah and I didn't live there so it was, he was there in this three-bedroom big three-bedroom house all by himself yeah and like he was like I should just sell this and like get like some get like a little apartment and but like he was all he always used to say to me um, like why like I, I own this so right. why would I want to rent something? So when right. he said that to me, it kind of threw me. And then it started to freak me out a little bit. And I was like, yeah, but well why would you, like, you, you have a place to live. You don't have to worry about rent or anything. And I, I kind of talked him out of it. Right. And um, and I feel bad that I did that because I think things would have went differently if I didn't do that. My mom says I shouldn't feel bad about it, but yeah, I kind of do. Yeah. You know, you don't think. Like, but I didn't think he was gonna die like that. You know, you, know, like you, didn't, you didn't think your mom was gonna die, you No,
1: know? no, and especially because it was sudden too. She was, wow. you know, she walked into my, into the living room and said something to my grandma and walked into her bedroom and collapsed. Okay. And like, so it's just, you don't, you don't ever anticipate that kind of stuff. Right. I would say my dad, when he passed, he passed from like, it was a long, drawn out, painful, ugly oh. disease. And I think if there's a way to go, the way to go is the fast route. Yeah. The like, before the roller skates hit the floor, you know, like that. Yeah. That's pretty, um, I think that's, that's, but it it is tough and we never know how we affect the people around us, but it is. The other thing about grief is we, for years, I rationally blame myself for something about my dad's death, which emotionally equated to, I caused my dad's death, which isn't true. Right. And your emotional grief stricken self. Will latch itself onto guilt because it just sure. it has to it has to feel something. It's like a way to control the feeling of yeah. sadness, and so I it's it, it'll go away, yeah. but it took for me it took a lot of work. Like I had to like see somebody, and they were like, you realize it was like the minute I said it out loud, I was like, oh, that's emotionally irrational.
0: Right. Right. Oh, totally, like, totally. That's totally.
1: completely irrational. I just believed it for whatever reason. So, yeah, like. yeah,
0: because, I mean, you know, you, you know I could have done something. I could have done something. My my grandparents are both dead. Uh, they died just, like, in the last bunch of years in their 90s, you know. And um, so my grandpa, I got a call. My grandparents lived a couple blocks from me. Right. So my mom was had a place down the shore, so on the weekend she was there. So if my grandparents needed anything, they would just call me, which I was totally fine with. Yeah. You know, like, I was always, like you want to go somewhere? You want, to, you, know, you want me to get you something? What do you want? You just call me. I yeah. am always around. Yeah. So, um, because Philly's not that big of a town. Even if I'm, like, across town, I could still be there in, like, 20 minutes. Oh, really? So, 2 in the morning, my phone rings, and it's my botching, and she said, Nicole? I said, yeah. She's like, are you, are you, <laughs> are you busy? And I'm like, no. What's happening? It's 2 a.m. What's yeah. up? and <laughs> she's like, I was wondering if you can come over here. Pop fell and I need help picking him up. And I was like, I will be there in 10 minutes. Right. I just got to put my pants on. I'll be right over. Right. Put my pants on. I drive over there. My grandpa fell because he had a stroke. Whoa. And she was sitting in the kitchen, and she's sitting on the chair looking at him, smoking a cigarette. And I'm like, what the fuck's happening here? And she's like, well, and he's like, I just, I just, I just fell. I just and, and he's like kind of waving me away and I'm like what and she's like he, he wouldn't let me call the ambulance right so he'd been laying there for like hours oh my God. and I was like are you, like and I wanted to just be like what the what the fuck you know I mean immediately I went over and I called nine one one, but you know and but she just was just like I didn't know what to do he told like she didn't think that he was having a stroke and right you know and then and, and the, the weirdest things happen when these things happen, because they go to the they go to the emergency room. I followed with my car. Um, I go in. By the time I got in there, they had him on a gurney in a in a robe, and he's sort of fighting it, you know, because he doesn't yeah. know what's happening. And she's like, kind of talking to him, and he kept trying to take off, like pull off the the hospital gown. Wow. Yeah. You know, yeah. kind of puts just so. he said, like, I just want to go. I just go home. You know. And she's like, Bucky, stop. Nicole's here. Stop. And he's like, she's fine, you know, and like trying to, trying to take the robe. And she's like, Bucky, you're not wearing anything under the robe. I don't want her to see your wiener. And I went, oh. And then he went like this, and I saw it, and I went, No! 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 Oh my god. Is yeah, that was like that's like...
1: <laughs> okay. I've got a question for you. How do you, with that in mind, how do you deal with fear and anxiety? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, that's the worst that can
0: happen. Yeah, that was pretty bad. Um, I love my pop. He was great, but I was just like, no, why, 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 why would you do that? Why would you do that? <laughs> like, <laughs> you do that? Um, how do I deal with fear and anxiety? Yeah. I'm trying not to eat <laughs> like yeah. I used to be a big like eater like a yeah. stress eater I try yeah. not to do that too much anymore um, and I don't know fear I used to just not do it. I would talk myself out of things like driving I didn't drive until I was like 30 um, because I couldn't afford car insurance and my mom was my mom was very um, fearful of things. Okay. So she was always like, you know, you can't get your license and be in this house unless you can afford car insurance. Because if my car insurance company finds out there's an unlicensed driver in the house, my rates will go up. And if you drive a car and you hit someone, I could lose my house. And that got in my head so bad that, like, I was af- so afraid about that yeah, that I yeah. wouldn't do it. And, and two of my friends, two of my good friends, guys I know from the band, like, they're the ones that kind of gave me the, right. the confidence. To be like, this is fucking stupid. I can do this. Right. And now I like, I drove cross country, and like, yeah, I drive all over this stupid city, and like, and and I get mad at myself that I didn't do it sooner. You know, because yeah. I missed out on a lot of opportunities. So I try and think about that when I'm afraid to do things. There are some things I just won't do. Okay. Um, but I, I like to grow. Oh, this sounds so shitty. To grow as a person, you kind of have to force yourself to do things. That yeah. And and as a grown up, if you don't want to do it again, you don't have to. Right. But if you don't try it sometimes, you know. Yeah. You just don't know. You'll never know. I mean, stand up. True. Like I wanted to do stand up my whole life. When I was like five, I would like tell my mom I wanted to be a stand up comedian. And she'd buy me joke books and stuff. Cute. So I'd tell like stupid kid jokes to people. Um and then like I got distracted and then I was afraid of it. Every year I would make like a little list of things I wanted to do for the year. Okay. You know, sometimes I do it, sometimes I wouldn't. And one night, I don't know, I was just like, I want to do this. So like, I wrote down some stuff. And then I found this one at Open Mic that was run by two. They, they were, there weren't a whole lot of Open Mic's in Philly at that point. Yeah. So I found one, just happy to see, that was run by these two girls. So I'm still friends with Mary and Carolyn. And um, I was like, well, that sounds fun. Yeah. You know? So I went. And then, um, and then I just never stopped. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. I'm, the same way, I
1: went to an open mic, I was obsessed with comedy, and but I was uh, too afraid to do it.
0: Yeah, yeah. cool, it's, it's scary. Well, you know, you black out the first time you do it. And yeah.
1: like, <laughs> I, I remember every last second, I was just like, man, I'm bad at this. But I also give myself the runway to be bad at it for a year. I There's was you like, know. it's gonna take at least a year to be remotely
0: anything, and it, in truth,
1: it takes 10.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it really does. It really, it really does. Like I, and I teach that stand-up class, and I'm always just like, you're like, like a zygote on the scale of like right. how big you are as a comic right now. And you're gonna suck, and you're gonna suck for a long time, and that is okay. Totally okay. You know, you have to give yourself that pass to be terrible, and like, if you don't, then you're just gonna constantly be disappointed. Right. You know? Right. And it's and it's disappointing enough, even even when you know you suck, like it's still like. You know, yeah, it's hard, yeah. You know, stand up is really hard. And and it's funny because I, I, te- I do teach that class. And every time we have the show, like the little grad show, you. there's oh, always one, one either one or all of them are like, that was a lot harder than I thought it was going to be. And I'm like, I keep telling you, this is hard. <laughs> yeah, know? I mean, are they going to mics and stuff? Or so, are they? Yeah, they start going to mics. It's funny, like, they're afraid. It's a six week class. I taught it in Philly and I teach it here. And, like, they're afraid to go to open mics at first, okay. but then by the third class, they have a little bit of material
2: oh. that's like
0: not terrible. Okay, you know. So then they kind of become friends, and then they kind of go as a group usually. Cute. Like a bunch of them just went to that Sunday flappers mic. Oh, okay. Yeah. There you and, go. Um, and they all went together, except for the one girl who was sick. But like they all went together, or or like they'll go to like shows together and, and stuff like that to kind of, you know. Huh having a posse is very important it is it is because it's scary when to, to, yeah. to go into something and you don't know anyone you're driving all over the goddamn city and you're looking for
1: and sometimes it's like the back room the behind the bar right, right like you gotta walk over a crackhead like there's like a whole this then little, you have to ask someone
0: what, I wanna do the where's the sign up? Is there,
1: is there, a, I, like, is is there a sign up okay, or you gotta know enough people to like text them like hey I'm on my way, I'm gonna be like five minutes late for the sign up. Can you just sign me up? <laughs> Can you sign me up? Yes. Please help me, like, and then yeah. I'll buy you a drink when I get there. Like yeah. I have snacks in my car. what I used to do a lot of time was like I fed I fed comics. I was oh. like, I had snacks in my car. Shit, where were you? I'm sorry. They used to call me a comedy soccer mom, because I'd be like, oh, we get in my car. And I had <laughs> Did you have orange slices? <laughs> yeah, I had all these like fucking hangry comics that were just eating cigarettes all day. I'm like, have you <laughs> eaten today? They're like, Well And I'm like, here, have some almonds. And they'd be like, oh, thanks, Mom. Like, so that's, that's like, awesome. yeah. It, it kinda, and having a car was a really good commodity
0: yeah. too. Like. I used to give, I, and I still do, I love giving people rides home, because... Again, Pat and Steve used to drive me all the time. They would pick me up oh, and like okay. drive me places or like, let me come along like, to like, shows and stuff. Yeah. Like, and like, so many people over the years have given me rides. When yeah. like it was clearly out of their way, right? But they were just kind of like, well, you know, you need, you know, you don't drive or whatever, you know. So like now when I see someone and I'm just like, you need a ride, you know? Yeah. Like I've driven so many people home, and some people are like weirded out about it, and I'm just like, you don't want to ride, you don't want to ride, but I'll drive you home if you want to ride. It's you know? the same. I'm the same way. That's how it was in Long Beach, Orange County. A lot of times,
1: it yeah. was just like, you want to get in the car? They'd be like, yeah. I'm like I'm not gonna murder you, like. You know. So, is that where you're from? Long Beach, Orange County? Georgia? No, I'm actually, I'm originally from Northern California. Oh. Um, and then, like, I got clean in San Luis Obispo. But I was like last week, my parents moved all over the place. So, lived a little bit in Arizona, a little bit in Northern California. Okay. And, like, uh, been down in LA for, like, 10 years. But I didn't come down here because of comedy. I came down here because I was Ooh and uh, <laughs> love, and uh, we did not work out. That happens all, when people are like... That happens me. every time. <laughs> every time. When people are like, oh, me and my wife are moving to LA, I'm like, oh, they're going to get a divorce. Good luck with that. Good luck. It's very rare that like a couple stays together because LA can be such a... It's a very
0: tough city. Oh, I think in general, comedy couples um, don't make it yeah. because... It's so much time out of the house yeah. that like one of them is gonna get angry, and it's and, yeah. and, and like I know so many people who have gotten divorced, and like I find that irritating because most of them the, the person whoever was the comic was a comic before they like while they were dating, so they yeah. knew what they were getting into. They knew what they were getting. But get they were into. just like I guess it's one of those like a oh, little we'll change once we get married and it's like no no, no, no there probably won't.
1: Like, Probably will get worse because they know you ain't going anywhere. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, and also too, I feel like they feel the pressure of like doing something with it. You know? Yeah, I have to succeed. Yeah. Yeah, and that requires love, and it, you know it's interesting,
1: and I think it's a strong argument. My boyfriend is eight years younger than me, oh and oh my god, no, that long, yeah. Right. So like, I think it's a strong argument to date a slightly older woman because I'm like. Sometimes I'll look at him and I'll be like, When are you gonna go on the road? Like, I would like to sleep in the middle of this bed. <laughs> <laughs> and you're really getting in the way of that. So and then I'll be gone on the road and he gets his alone time and it's like it's nice. It's nice to come back together. There are challenges, don't get me wrong. Oh, but sure. like it's I think I I remember one of my old karate buddies he used to say, um, he goes uh, somebody was asking, like, No, does your wife get mad that you spend so much time doing this? And he goes, No. Sometimes she'll just walk into the room with a glass of wine in her hand and be like, Don't you have karate
0: tonight? You gotta go. <laughs> it's like sometimes you just want some alone time. It's, I, I feel like alone time when you're in a relationship is good because like you're gonna burn out. You're constantly yes. like fucking sitting on top of each other. Like Yeah. It's it's just human nature. People get tired of people. You gotta tell um, them, like, like sometimes I'll be like, Why don't you leave so I can miss you? Or I'll be like would be like,
1: I'm so sad, like, you're gonna be gone for so long,
0: and be like, yeah, but you get to miss me, and then when I get back, you'll be like, really like, oh, Yeah, and then you get me. that great, like, awesome, like, hey, I haven't seen you in a while sex." Yeah, you know? Yeah, exactly. But, like, I don't care how great a LA lay it is, like, you, like you, you need time apart. Yeah. You just do. You gotta have friends outside of each other's friends, you gotta, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. It's, yeah, when I see people who are just like, you know, well, we have a couple friends, and then... You know and then we're going to do this with a couple friends and there's always like four of us and then you know and then we're going to be together here and together here and together here and together here right and i'm going to dress them up and it's going to be great and i'm just like we can set your, set your watch on when this is going to implode you know yeah i mean i think a lot of couples
1: i think there are some people that are really good at that and when i was tour guiding for a minute it was you would see that a lot you would pick up like i pick up six people and they'd all be the same age and I'd be like, oh, it's three couples, got it. And they'd get in the car and they'd all be kind of like dressed like the same J Crew ad. <laughs> and like all the ladies would be like, ah, and all the guys were like, Bleh. and it was just, it's exactly what you're picturing. It's just like three couples, always they always tip bad. Because they're always like, who's supposed to like take, they're like, no one knows who to take, no one brought money, you know. <laughs> I'm always like, and over there is an ATM. Of, I take Venmo. <laughs> like, I, will, I will give you my Venmo. I will just, here, how about you come to my comedy show? How about you just sit down? You gotta You gotta pay this and Jesus points or one of you is gonna end up with a clap. So like. <laughs> it's like it's just this like crazy like crazy thing but uh yeah i get what you're
0: saying it's like so there i think there's some people that are good at that i'm not there were people but those those people are codependent and they're they are
2: yeah. scary. Those people scare me like
0: yeah. I like, only spend time with each other and like and i've had friends go through relationships like that yeah where they're just like Together all the time, they have all the same relationship. All of a sudden, the girl is like into into like video games and/or sports, where they've never given a shit before. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, I hate that. I there's nothing I. There are a few things that I hate more than when somebody gets into a relationship and they just they just like consume, consume. all of right. everything that the other person's right. into and forgets everything about themselves. Yeah, like I just that that really irritates the shit out of me. I think, I mean, I've done it.
1: I think that's a thing some people have to learn. It's like, and the only way to learn it is to wake up one day and be like,
0: how, who am I? Like, yeah. like the Talking Heads song, how
1: did I get here? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I,
0: I'm like, I'm like finally single, so like, I don't know.
1: <laughs> well, what's what's one thing about yourself you'd like to change? Oh, I don't
0: know. You mean like physically or? Just anything. Anything? Um, I need more pants. Oh. I have to buy more pants. I lost a bunch of weight over the last year, so like. Hell yeah. Um, I, need, I need more pants. I don't want to buy too many pants, though, because if I lose more weight, then I'll buy more pants. So it's like just finding just enough pairs of pants. I'm in the
1: same boat. I had to buy I had to size up on pants, because I had some health problems, um. and
0: like I just it gained mm-hmm. a little bit of weight. They you know what's good me. for that? Sweatpants. Sweatpants are great. Hey, remember the 80s when you were able to wear sweatpants outside and not be judged for it? You can kind
1: of still wear sweatpants outside now. They just have to be like $100 sweatpants. That i yeah, okay. like a fashion. Something like Foreman Mills, five bucks, yes. you know, clarity The Hade <laughs> <the hate> sweatpants <laughs> from Walmart with a drawstring. Fuck yeah. Cut them at the bottom. Yeah, yeah. Where with so- your white white tube socks kind of bunched at the bottom. Ah, oh, tube socks. I mean, this is
0: Ellie. You can kind of wear anything you want. Yeah. In call it fashion. I wear the same thing all the time. I wear jeans and t shirts and sneakers. I wear it on stage. I wear it to work. Like, I wear it everywhere. And I have I'm I'm actually kind of proud of my t-shirt collection. I have a pretty great t-shirt collection. You know yeah. one thing I'd like to change about myself is like how much money I have. Because I have to move soon and like I wish I had more money. <laughs> <laughs> is there anything like about your personality that you'd want to change? I wish I didn't have such a big mouth. Because yeah, yeah. it gets it gets me into trouble and like I don't know. I had a sponsor tell me that I'm not that part of me is
1: probably never gonna change. Yeah. So I have two routes. I can either develop a mental filter,
2: mm-hmm.
1: or I can stop being upset when people react to my lack of mental filter. Like, I can decide
0: that, like, you had to flip the fucking switch.
1: You have to flip the fucking switch every once in a while and just be like, well, you know, because I think I was very much, and it's all based on rejection. It's all yeah. based in, like, You know whether or not I'm going to be accepted and the truth is is for example if I was playing with a group of friends like playing a game with a group of friends and something that kind of small like disrupted the disrupted the friend group Mm -hmm. I would say I I have an old sponsor who used to say fuck them they're trash like eventually you've done everything you can do
0: yeah yeah. You know. Yeah. You, yeah. And 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 that's sort of like how I felt about that story that I told earlier. You know. Yeah. Like, you know, like I was upset about it for a few minutes, and then I was like, you know what? I don't, I don't fucking care. Like, I'm, like I said, I'm a grown up. You know, and there's yeah. nothing I can do about that. Yeah. So like, I just gotta kind of like.
2: Yeah.
0: Y- like I don't know if I've completely let it go because it does bother me a little bit, but like I pretty much just let it go, and. You know the whole like forgiving of yourself of things which is like super fucking hard to do that's know? the hard part and, and i think that's what you're trying to push me into
1: is just forgiving myself it's yeah. like sometimes i'm going to say the wrong most of the time i'm going to say the wrong thing yeah. and i i can um i can choose to be super awkward about it or i could choose to just like okay well thanks for letting me know yeah. I, I had no idea that that was like a big pas for
0: you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I just, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I just, I, you know, I, it's probably being so hard on my, I'm really hard on myself. Yeah. Like, super fucking hard. Like, I mean, you look at me and I just look like I just rolled out of bed and, like, I don't really give a shit. I am super, super, super hard on myself, especially when it comes to comedy. With yeah. With specific things, comedy. Comedy. I mean. And, like, I'm, like, really just, like, very For myself or other people? Um, both. I mean, I uh, my parents had a really terrible divorce. And it was really bad. Um, from I had a lot of shit coming from both sides. Yeah. And I didn't talk to my dad. Like, my dad would do shit like not show up for a visitation. And, uh, you know, like, yeah. I'd be at my grandparents' house and he would just not show up. You know, shit like that. And, like, and then my mom was always like, "Your father, blah, blah, blah. My grandparents were like, you're a father, blah, blah, blah. And then my dad was just like, you're a mother, blah, blah, blah. So it was just, it was, it was not good, you know? And then it got to a point where I just was so angry at my dad, and I just like stopped talking to him for a couple of years. Right. And then my grandma died, my dad's mom died. And I went with my cousins, who also had, ter- their parents also had terrible divorce. Um, and like I saw my dad for the first time in a couple of years and he was there with his pregnant girlfriend, not his, by the way, the the pregnant part, Um, which I didn't find out until years later, but um, I sort of kind of started talking to my dad again because I was holding on to, so I was so mad all the time about it, and I didn't even realize how mad I was about it, Mm -hmm. that like I started to feel a little better about it. And of course my mom started to give me shit about it that kid's nothing to you, you know, he's not, you're any kind of sibling to you, and, you know, I can't believe that you're going over there, and all the shit that he did, and all the money, and he has all this, cause my, basically, in the divorce, like, my mom got me and my dad got everything else. Yeah. I think he really made out on the deal, personally, but, right. <laughs> yeah. but, uh, you know, so, like, when I would go out with him, like, I had to, like, lie to my mom where I was going, and, like, but, like, it made me feel better, that, yeah. like, you know, and then, also, my dad was going to AA at the time. The two of them were in AA. That's where they met, I think, was in AA. Oh, so, yeah, my
1: parents, too. Yay. <laughs> so,
0: um, So he was all, like, doing, like, trying to work the steps, which is crazy. You know, and he actually, when I was in college, he came up to see me, and he took me out to, to lunch at TGF Friday's. Ooh. And, um, and he apologized to me. Wow. For all that shit that he did, and that, For, from, my dad is very, was a very damaged person, so like, for him to say that was like a big deal. Yeah. And like, I had to let it go. I had to. Yeah. You know, he was still a dick. He was still a terrible father. (laughs) But he recognized the fact that like, he was a shitty dad to me. And like, I had to finally let that go. And it felt so good to let that go. Yeah. You know, meanwhile, my mom was still giving me shit about it, which wasn't exactly helpful. But... That's probably, like, as far as forgiveness goes, like, that's, you know, okay. I, like, I had, to, it was, it was, if you see pictures of me from high school, like, it was eating me up inside. Right. So, like. Right. You know. Yeah. So he died. So at least I know that, like, that we were squared that way. That's beautiful. Eh. What's your, <laughs> the most silly response to a compliment like
1: that. That's beautiful. <laughs> What's, like, what, um. Have you ever had, like, a weird uh, apology
0: that you've had to make? Oh, yeah. (laughs) So, I used to manage this band, and the guitar player, Sam, uh, his girlfriend was this girl, Kate. Okay. Who was a really nice person. I had no problems with her. She's a manager of a Payless Shoe Source, which, and she was, like, in her, like, Early, mid-twenties, so, like, that's a good job for a kid that age. You Great know? job, yeah. Yeah, you know, it's a corporate structure, you know. Well, um, we had this friend that used to come to all the shows, and she really liked Sam. And, you know, she's she wasn't like, she was like, we were drinking. I was really drunk yeah. at the show. And I was in the bathroom. And she was, like, a little, she was, like, at the same time, kind of like, a little bit upset about, you know, just, you know, just seeing them together. You know, yeah. when you like someone, you see them with somebody, with yeah. you're just kind of like, fuck this, girl. Yeah. So I was just like, oh, come on, Jules, you know, it's fine, you know, what the fuck, you know, she manages a fucking painless, who gives a shit? You know, and, and but I had heard doors.
2: <gasps> but I didn't realize what was happening. Hi. Oh
0: my God, this happened, oh! So, I walked out of the stall, and there was nobody there. Oh, so, no. <laughs> so we get in the bin, and we go back. And I get a call from the guy that's in the band, and he's like, "You, you got fucking drunk last night, and you fucking run in your mouth, and I don't know what the fuck you said, but Kate is pissed at you, and so is Sam." And I'm like, oh. "No." So I had to call her and yeah. apologize. Like I didn't even have any, like I didn't even have any rationalization. I was like, "I'm really sorry. I didn't mean that. I was just, I was drinking, and you know." I hope we're cool. I mean, we are never quite cool after that, but like, cause if I was her, I would be like, "Fuck you, you dumb cunt!" Like, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah.
1: <gasps> I say this with all sincerity. I've been there. Oh my <laughs> god, that's yeah. just—it's part of—it's the, the loud mouth curse. Mm-hmm. Eventually, you're gonna try to make somebody feel better using your your primary skill, which is running your mouth, and then eventually somebody gets in the crossfire it happens yeah. all the time and, yeah. and it's and the trick is it's just like let somebody sit with their feelings and be like I'm sorry they don't like you back
0: that's yeah. the hard part you yeah. know what I mean like you just want
2: to like yeah
0: well you know we were at the show we were having a good better. time and like I was just kind of like you know oh you know you're better than her whatever yeah you
2: know,
0: uh, and uh yeah, yeah I still feel bad about that because I really didn't mean it you, you know? know I was just trying to make my friend feel better and like Right. Kate never did anything to me, like, she was kind of like a square, but like, but she was always really nice, Yeah, most of the time. Yeah, It's I mean, always mean, he cheated on her one. left and right anyway, so like, oh I don't geez. know. The they had more, they had more going on. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I think they might still be together, I don't
1: even know. I've definitely been there, I've definitely made that apology several times. Yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's a bad one. The, uh, <laughs> what is your, like, day-to-day life? Like, what, how do you maintain, like, your sense of, serenity or your
0: sense of calm on the day-to-day basis well if i'm not like hardcore crazy pms making up stories in my head about like how like like i fucked something up or somebody hates me or this is the reason why someone hates me or whatever i feel like
1: we're related like that's so like sometimes i'll like i'll get really anxious and i'll call my friend i'll be like and
0: then like an hour later i'll be like
1: oh, it's during my period i am completely insane right now
0: oh yeah yeah yeah, my, my friend Jen's good for that, um, like, uh, like, uh, Facebook Messenger, and I was like, this happened, blah, blah, blah. and she's like, no, I think it's fine. Yeah. She's like, or you could deal with it this way. Jen is very, like, what the fuck, like, very level-headed, like, Jen's great. Jen's, like, Jen's like my sister that I never knew I had, Yay. um, but, uh, was the question, how do I deal with it? Um, I have a hard time dealing with stress, like, work stress, um, Sometimes I'll just, like, call somebody and just be, like, Burr. Sometimes I'll just go home and take a nap.
2: Yeah. Um, I don't know.
0: I, like, I, sometimes I'll just zone out and watch TV. Yeah. I'm not a very, like, I'm not, you know, living in L.A., everybody's like, fine not to go for a hike. And I'm like, like, you know, you know what happens to people who go for hikes? They get eaten by mountain lions. Yeah. So.
1: To be fair, they do track them out lines here. So I think. Yeah, they, they track them
0: as they're eating the, you know. On occasion. On yeah. occasion.
1: It is true. We're very hike. I always, when I was tour guiding, I'd be like, we have, because you have to have dumb little jokes that you say. I'd be like, well, we have
0: really two sports in Los Angeles, hiking and brunch. That's <laughs> our two major sports. Yeah. Um, Fox hiking. I have zero interest in that. I, I worked for WAG for like a minute. And um, they, you have to do like a um, orientation thing. They have you meet at Runyon Canyon. I, I, I did the Running Canyon one. Yeah. I was supposed to do the, the one at uh, Echo Park, the summer, the, 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 you know, with the lake. Yeah. And I, I went there on the wrong day. So oh. then I had to do the Running Canyon one. And just walking up the street to Running Canyon, <laughs> I was like, fuck this. <laughs> so yeah, that was The it. good thing
1: about working for WAG is most of those dogs don't want to walk.
0: Oh, yeah. They just, like,
1: they just want to chill. They're like, okay, I'm
0: outside now. I peed. What's up? I ended up not working for WAG. I walked one dog for WAG. I ended up working for a different company called the Pet Staff, which I loved. And I worked for for them for months. And, like, if you could do it professionally and actually, like, make a living wage, I would walk dogs forever. Oh, yeah. I really feel like I, this is where, this is where the conversation gets weird. Um, I, um. I think I can talk to dogs. Okay. Like and they, I understand them and they understand me. Okay. And uh, I do really
1: well with dogs. So, my mom was excellent with dogs. Yeah. Like to a a degree that she had better relationships with animals than she did with people. And like, well, they're less
0: complicated. So she trained.
1: I mean, we had two or three like Australian Shepherds, and she trained them to like. She could look at Leo and say. Go find anna and i'd be out playing in some northern california like dirt patch somewhere <laughs> and a dog here comes lassie yeah <laughs> he bounding up and then he would nip my heels until i got home he oh. he would herd me home well they are herding dogs yeah herding dog yeah he was very she could i mean she could train, she trained him to do all sorts of crazy stuff. That's she awesome. was super invested in, and I think some people have
0: like a very strong connection with animals. Yeah, it's like the dogs love me. Dogs and little kids, like both of those, they just love me. I think it's because I have very little IQ. I don't know. That's <laughs> not true. Dogs like me because I smell like bacon. But um, <laughs> but like, when I first moved into the house that I, I moved into when I moved to LA, my roommate had this little 8-pound uh, multi Okay. in Riley, Okay. who like immediately became my best friend and I would sit on the chair and the dog would be on my lap, on my chest, wrapped around my neck, sitting oh. sitting on my shoulder. The dog fucking loved me and I thought it was just me that like thought that and then I had a friend from Philly come and stay and the dog was doing her thing and she's like, that, that dog really loves you and I'm like, do you think? You know, cause the dog's like licking the top of my head and um, and it used to like piss off my roommate because like she, the dog wasn't like that with her. The dog was like that with me. Happens. And the dog listened to me. Yeah. And the dog liked me. Yeah. And like it was just amusing to watch. That's amazing. They moved out and I cried really hard saying bye to that dog. Like mm-hmm. there was nobody around and I'm glad there wasn't because that was really embarrassing. Do you have a puppers in your life? Um my boss that I share my office with brings her dog to work. Okay. And then there's a girl in my department. Who this dog, Hershey? Hershey came to work today. Nice. Um, so Hershey's cool. Shout out to Hershey. You gotta get a dog. Huh? You gotta get a dog. I can't get a dog. One, because I don't, as of next month, I don't even know where I'm gonna be living. Two, um, I'm not home enough.
1: I know doctors that'll write you doctor's notes.
0: What, to stay home from work? Therapy animal. Uh, yeah, but I'm not home enough like, yeah. to give a dog the attention. I mean, I walked those kind of dogs. Like, I, I know what that's, you know. Yeah. And that's, like, not fair to the dog, and, like, you know, okay. you feel like Eliza and bring your dog everywhere.
2: It's a
1: write up comedy passage was rest, rest in peace, Blanche. It was holding Blanche while
0: she was on stage. It's like a right passage. Well, I mean, in LA, you can basically take your dog everywhere. Yeah, but, but I still like. I just feel like I'm not responsible enough. All right. I mean, I love dogs. I love them. Like I see them, and when I was uh, when I was on my interview for the the job I have now. Yeah. Um, we walked into the office and there was like a big whiteboard kind of like leaning against the door to get into the hallway and my boss was like oh I forgot to ask are you you allergic to dogs do you like dogs and I'm like do I like dogs and so she's like okay so she moves the thing and we come in and and Frankie and Hershey come like running at me and I'm just like (gasps) yeah so I'm down and I'm like petting the dogs and I'm talking to the dogs and she's like Okay, I think we should go now, and I was like, "All right, I'll talk to you guys later." <laughs> you <know? laughs> I can't believe they hired me after that dis- display of lunacy.
1: No, that that's this California. That's completely appropriate. I love dogs. They're just the best. They're the best. My I had a sponsor tell me that she had like she wasn't like a big like God person. Uh-huh. She would say, "But I know there's a higher power every time I see a dog with its head out the window." <laughs> Because there's that's just pure joy. Yeah, that's I just, just pure love it. the fact that we live on, we live on this spinning rock where there are cars and dogs and dogs get <laughs> in cars so and the dogs figure out and we're like, This is a fucking best Yeah. dude. And like the and and when I focus on that, it's really hard to get, I don't get road rage. I don't get road rage at all. i oh. be driving around, I'm just like, yeah, I'm doing my best, it's fun, hulk away, sir, like, <laughs> I don't care. I get a little irritated,
0: like, sometimes, but for the most part, I, I'm just kind of like, whatever.
1: Well, it, it's it's hard to do that when I'm looking for dogs out the window. That's like, mostly <laughs> what
0: I'm doing when I'm driving, I'm just
1: like, mm, I wonder if I'm going to see a dog today. and It's California, so yes, I
0: am going to see a dog today. Occasionally, I think about trying to find a dog park and just go in and, like, look at the dogs. Listen, I'll go to Dog park, when you we just stare at dogs all day. I love them. all of them. They're the best. When they, I'm on the
1: road, I walk around, and if I walk by a dog park, I'll just I'll just take videos. <laughs> it's like yeah, I'm a weirdo taking videos of your Canada dogs.
0: That's when what I'm I do. When I when I um, when I'm out and about, and I see somebody walking with their dog, I wave hi and say hello to the dog before I say hello to the person. Oh. And the dog like is always like hey. I do that too. Do you
1: do you uh, can I call other people's dogs? What
0: do you mean?
1: Like one time I rolled down my window and I was like, hey cute Corgi! Like, I don't I don't give a shit. I will talk, I will cat call an animal. I was actually in Silver Lake and this little dog was walking up, little like white multi, Maltese probably, okay. and she's just like, like coming up and I was like, oh, hey cute dog. And then right at that moment, the owner who was staring at her phone, i didn't paying attention to walking her dog, Loses control of the leash, and then I just like put my foot on the leash. And she was like, oh my god, thank you. And I was like, I got you. Like, <laughs> I get it. I get it. I used to work and actually one of the, the last treatment center I worked at, we had two therapy dogs on site. And one of them, one day this guy came over from another sober living to like um, tour the place with a client and he worked for the other sober living and our therapy dog ran right up to this guy and bit him. And I was like I just looked at him and I was like, "Oh, I'm so sorry. She never does that." And I put her in the office and then I called my boss and I was like, "You would not believe it, but like so we just bit this guy and at the same time we both said what the fuck was wrong with that guy? Yes. yeah <laughs> Because she was like, get the fuck out of my house, weirdo. <laughs> I was like, what was wrong with that guy? He goes, that's, that's what, what I was, was thinking. Yeah. Like, he was just a bad guy. I was like, I, maybe should we call him and let them know? He was like, oh, I mean, I'll, I'll make sure that it, they don't get mad at us. But
0: like, <laughs> yeah, it's like, what's wrong with that guy? Because yeah. dogs are powerful, and they know. They they do know. They, dogs definitely know. When my roommate's mom came in from Boston, like she was sitting on the sofa and I was sitting on the chair, and she was so excited to see Riley, you know, her little grandbaby, yeah. grandbaby dog, you know. But I couldn't get Riley off of me. Yeah. And I'm like, I and I'm like, I'm so sorry. I'm like looking at her, like I'm so sorry, like, and I'm like, Riley, come on, let's go see with grandma. Come on, let's go see with grandma. And she's like, she's like, don't blame yourself. Dogs just know. She was like, and yeah. like, she was like smiling at me. and I was like, oh, no, really, but but you came to see the dog, you <laughs> know, so, like here. And then I would like leave, you yeah. know. But um, yeah, it was crazy. Like I would wake up on a Saturday and like the roommate would already be in the living room, like watching TV or whatever with the dog. And I would sit up and the dog could hear me sit up, because, you know, a rancher, obviously. Yeah. And I'd hear her jump off the sofa, little nails on the floor, come running around. And then she would start scratching at my door, like. Like and and I think partially it was because I was so full of anxiety from moving to LA and not having yeah. money and not having a job really and like I think the dog wasn't like the dog was I'm not I'm total not God believer person. Yeah. But like the universe will look out for you sometimes. Yeah. And and maybe that is a little out there. But like no I, I really do believe that and I think that I feel like that dog was there for a reason. Yeah. Because I was already, you know what it's like to fucking relocate super far away. Yeah. You know, and I was stressed the fuck out. Right. And like just worried and anxious and like, you know, all of the above. And the, and I think that's partially the reason why the dog was always attached to me and just pull it, it just pulls it out of you. Yeah. The dogs just pull it out of you. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: That's amazing. You answered sort of the, the 11th question, which was oh. like you know,
0: your higher power concept. So it's like the universe, just that big. Line. Well, you know, I was I was raised Catholic and it never stuck. Even my mom said it to me. She's like, you never were into that. Like, you know? Yeah. Because I mean, in, in Philly, it's like, you go to Catholic school. And if you don't go to Catholic school, your parents don't love you.
2: <laughs> you know? <laughs> like,
0: very rarely do you come across people who don't go to Catholic school, they're either Jewish, or like some other kind of non-Catholic thing. But but when I, the one grade school I went to, there were a lot of non-Catholic kids who went to, cath- to that Catholic school because right. it was a good school, you know? Right. Um, it was just a regular Catholic school. It wasn't, it wasn't like a private school or anything. But right. Like, um, but it just never, the whole like, the whole thing, the whole God thing, it just never, it never stuck with me. And, um, but there's, I don't know, but there's something about the universe yeah. that kind of, I don't know, it just sort of, Makes me sound like a lunatic, but like it kind of does. I don't know. Look out for me sometimes, and I think for a lot of people, yeah, you know, like just try to like, and again, just try to be like more grateful for the things that I have, yeah, and not angry that I don't have other things, yeah. You know, like there are a lot of people who don't have the things that I have. I got really lucky with my living situation, and even though I have to move out, like people are, and I don't have a lot of time to move out, people are like, you should be really mad. And I'm like, I am super fucking grateful that I had the time to live in this, I live in this awesome house.
2: Yeah.
0: A lot of people come to LA and they end up either living in their car or like couch surfing Yeah. or like living in a fucking bed bug infested studio apartment in, you know, bachelor apartment in Koreatown that's like the size of like your trunk.
1: (laughs) (laughs) They cost $3,000 a month inexplicably. Like there's no free, I looked for places in
0: Koreatown. I was like, what the fuck? Like, I was so mad. Yeah. Like, oh, I found a $600 apartment. It's the size of my thumb and it's it's infested with bed bugs. When can I move in? Right. Thank you. I can handle bed bugs. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, just, I think it's all about kind of like your attitude about things. And I think it really does help. And it took me a long time to be like that. I used to be like a lot more negative. That's awesome. What's
1: one thing? Last question. This is the longest podcast on planet Earth. (laughs) What is one thing you would want to tell somebody just like you in the world? And this has been great, by the way. You are a fantastic guest. Oh, thank you. I love it. What? wait, what's the question? Like, what's one thing you would want to tell somebody just like you in the world?
0: Somebody just like me. Yeah. Um. Stop. You're a delight. I'm a delight. Um. Uh, I don't know. Just, you know, uh, things change. Things always change.
2: Yeah. Embrace change. Different.
0: You have to embrace change, because if you don't, you're going to be miserable your whole life. Yeah. And it took me a long time to realize that. Yeah. Um, and change is good and change is bad, but change is. It just is. Yeah. And, uh, it just is. It You know? Your parents die, you know, whoever you're dating breaks up with you, or they don't break up with you, or your relationship changes, or you have a kid, or you buy a house, or you don't buy a house, or you have to move suddenly, or you get fired, or God knows I've gotten fired. So again, the curse of a person who just says
1: whatever's on their mind. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah,
0: it's it's bad. Whew, you get fired a lot. A lot. A lot. <laughs> Gotta learn to edit. Uh, and the older you get, the less you give a shit. Which... The less the
1: le- I I have a day job right now where uh, not not once but twice I've been like i just slacked my boss. I need to talk to you because this this shit is fucking me up. And he just like he'll call me and I'll be like and
0: then by the end of it we're fine. I just needed a bet I worked for this guy in court, in, in Palms. You know, next closer yeah, scenario. Yeah, yeah. And this guy was an A one fucking asshole. Fun. And he always used to hire young girls right out of college to do the they were running the office and also his, his big project. And he would hire them specifically because they're right out of school. They don't know any better. They don't know when someone's treating them badly and 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 that they that's not okay. Right. And also he could manipulate them. Right. And then he hired me. mm mm-hmm. And I don't deal with like that. Fuck that. First of all, I'm from Philly. We don't fucking. <laughs> that's not a thing. Like, <laughs> right. Don't, don't fucking yeah. talk to me like I'm ten. Right. You know. Right. And um, you know I have a college degree. Right. Not that that means anything, but I have one. You know, like I'm not. You know, I didn't just roll in here with like a fourth grade diploma. And, right. and, like, no life experience that, like, you can fucking talk to me like I'm an idiot. Do you know how to fill out a check? Like, get the fuck away from me. <laughs> um, <laughs> Do you, sir? Yeah, oh, it was, it was the worst the way, Yeah. You know, and, um, what was the point of me saying that? I don't know. I don't know, the drugs. You got it. <laughs> but, um, yeah, just, you know, he sucked. And there had to be a point to
2: that. I,
0: that? I don't know things change people change jobs change he get fired oh yeah i got fired yeah so he finally fired me that happens um, Fuck him. i did have a friend and i'm actually going to admit this out loud um i had a friend who on her own told me that she mailed him a box of dicks oh. glitter glitter shaped dicks like you know dicks made of glitter well, hilarious yeah she's like that's not right and i'm gonna do this and it's only ten bucks oh. and i was like alright. <laughs> and I guess I got fired soon after that. I wasn't tied to it at all, but I have to think that I... That <laughs> is... a boss friend move. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, that was pretty fantastic. I love that. And he never said anything at work about it, and I was just kind of like, hmm. And he was like, he, he, what?
1: the box went back, and he was like, oh. oh. She mailed it to his
0: house. What? She found out where he lived and mailed it to his house.
2: What? Yeah.
0: Go for her. I gotta say, man, it was like a super high five moment. Obviously. That is. Like, it was one of my friends in Philly, and I was like, Amazing. That's fucking great. And then he fired my ass well, uh, later. Well, fuck him. But, but it was right when I got back from doing a comedy festival. So well, there you go. So it was it was nice. Yeah, that job was meant to get you to that comedy festival and back. Yeah, yeah. And go. then, and then speaking of the universe, like that was like the worst job I had had in a really long time. <laughs> um. <laughs> not Knock on wood. Yeah. Um, and then the universe was like you know what you you have suffered enough and then i got this great casting uh pa job
2: nice on uh
0: on a food-based reality show that i won't get into and Perfect. uh and uh it was the best job i had ever had and it was Yay. around the corner from my house and it was like everybody was super cool and there was lots of crafty and it was great love it yeah. that's amazing yeah so the universe man takes care of you sometimes yeah. where can people find you well, you can find. I have a website. Okay. You know, nice. Com. Um, I have the food blog thing on. I check out Instagram. Uh, did you eat? Did you, Didja? D i d j a. Okay. Underscore eat. Very excited. And then when, like the Instagram and the Twitter stuff, this, it's Yatesy75. Somebody had already grabbed Yatesy, so I just ran with the Yatesy75. That's nice. Yeah. So that's that's basically where I am. And then the podcast, you know, you can find everything on my fucking website. Okay. You know, all the stupid shit that I do. And then I'm out telling the jokes and doing the thing. Yeah. This Well, next, go in July. Go
1: in July. What yeah. day will it be in July at the Ruby?
0: I don't have my July date yet, but I wanna say maybe the twenty,
2: 20
0: the, the twenty I wanna
2: say
0: I want to say it was probably
1: the twenty first. Yeah. 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 Mhm um okay the 21st yeah. so check it out have a good time yeah
0: you can check out the uh, the website the ruby rubyla.com absolutely if you want to take my stand-up class or you want to and, and yeah. that show is also always listed on there
1: amazing, so, yeah. amazing. and you can find me at annab is fun on twitter and instagram you can also find me at Annabalancewheel.com. yeah um and for all my show dates and then also we do have a show on the third friday of every month at we'll have to get you on it called yeah. unrepresentables where we double dog deer uh, folks in the industry give a shit and come out and uh, <laughs> I do an insane thing. I like I I basically cold the email everybody. Do people come? Do people come? Uh, we've had we're certain assistants have come. Okay. Yeah, um, but we've we've definitely like gotten. They always call the venue. Really. Yeah. Always call the venue. Venue will be like, yeah, we got a call from like Gersh today. I was like, hell yeah, fuck oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know why. I think it's just the audacity to just be like, come to my, hey, come to
0: my show. Well, you know, sometimes they're looking for things. You know yeah and they're looking for all kinds of different avenues for things absolutely and I don't, they don't go to UCB anymore because everybody's at UCB they're looking for other things oh yeah and yeah. if you want some other things it is definitely <laughs> I mean our our
1: flyer is a squid monster with a trash bag so, like ho- literally holding a bag of like squid parts Oh
2: my God. Yeah. That's it's, awesome.
1: it's distressing. Uh, so, if you're looking for something different, we got it. Yeah. yeah. Man. So, come out and see that. And then, um, how we end the podcast oh. every time Did is. You sing a song. No. No. Oh. No, it's <laughs> cornier. Uh, Nicole, nobody's told you this today. I love you.
2: Oh. Thank
1: you. And if you're listening to this and nobody's told you this today, we love you. Yeah. Okay, bye. That was really fun. Yeah, was awesome. That was awesome. Oh, oh my god.